Yo. <laughs> yeah, they do that. <laughs> yo, 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 my, yo, my, yo. We've been gone for a minute. Now we back with the jump off. You know what right. I'm saying? Niggas been gone way too long. The people missed us. The streets have been missing us. I've been getting DMs. You know, Stephen A. Smith hit me. Um, Tyler Perry hit me. Will Smith. Jack Harlow. You know, some of the A-listers in the game. Niggas asking what you waiting on? Yeah, bro. They told me, like, you know how Pop Puff told, um, told um, Jay Electronica yeah. what you waiting on? Hit him up on the tweet. I was just waiting on this. I was waiting on this moment. I was waiting on this. Waiting on the Paul George Redemption tour. This is our Exhibit C right here, you know? We back. Our Exhibit C, and Josh is about to give his Exhibit apology to motherfucking Paul George. That's what we're starting off with right there. It's Went. ironic that I got sun colors on. Ooh. Mm. I ain't even know that's how you did it, King. Thinking rocking with the ops. But, nah, nah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm actually rooting for Paul George, but... um, Don't root, apologize. Thanks. That was the bet. <laughs> Hello? We hear you. We hear you. Don't yeah. try to don't try to yeah. technically technical difficulty. We you have no this, technical bro. difficulties, bro. I, I thought it was I thought it was throat. I got my Ethernet cable hooked up. Yeah, you, facts. We all hear you, bro. You moving, bro. You're not even frozen on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> nigga blinking and twitching and shit. Come nigga on, shaking. Like, nigga really not trying right. to <laughs> Okay, um but for anybody who doesn't know, before the postseason started. The guys made a bet. Then the bet was if the Warriors made the postseason, me and Ant had to apologize to. I had to apologize to Reggie Miller and Ant had to apologize to Kyrie for all the slander. But as we see, the Warriors did not make the postseason. And Josh, Josh's bet side of his bet was if the Warriors don't make the postseason, he must give a wholehearted real apology to Paul George. Paul George, Josh's NBA nemesis. The floor is yours, bro. The floor is yours. Let PG know how you really feel about him. Let him know that you're sorry for all the years of slander. We don't hear you. Yo, put your sound on, bro. Stop playing with us. Yo, Josh. Bro, come on, son. Put your sound on. Stop playing. <laughs> yo, who? Yo, Josh, put your sound on. Who know how to relive, yo? Somebody get the subtitles for this nigga, bro. Yeah, all right. Shut up. We had the sound off. Bro, it's telling me my... Now we got a phone call? Yo, bro, come on. What's happening? What are you doing, son? Bro, bro. Hold on, bro. I don't, I don't know like, what's happening. Things is unstable, bro. This nigga telling his girl to call him during the apology and shit. Yo, just apologize, bro. Am I good? Am I good? Am I good? <laughs> Yo, you know you good. <laughs> Yo, son, you good. We just need the apology. All right. All right, PG. Um, this is entitled I'm Sorry by Joshua Williams. Um <laughs> Paul George, I am sorry. I've been very, very critical of you, but rightfully so. Even though I've lost the bet to Anja, and this is part of the bet, I'm being very sincere. Last, last night when the season was online, <laughs> you put up 41 points, 16 rebounds, six assists, and three steals. You had six turnovers, but I digress. Oh, shit. I um, just landed in. This, my bad. <laughs> 
This recent performance of you is reminiscent of the PG we all witnessed in Indiana and all believed in. It's nice seeing you back. That's all I want to see from a player as talented as you. I owe you this apology. Sorry. Sincerely, Joshua Williams. That was very mature of you, Josh. Yay. Got one question. I got got one question, though. You really wrote this nigga a letter, though, as an apology? Yeah. I should put it. Look, see you, man. Damn, we should make him put it, on, put it on Twitter. Take a p- screenshot that picture and put it on the dead ass only whoa, page. Whoa, 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 nah, you got to just fucking do it. And act you got to see Paul it, George, bro. You, bro. Can't put, you can't. That's too big of a post to put on Twitter. Screenshot it. Screenshot it. And at him. You know, Twitter got no crop now, nigga. Twitter got no crop now. They're gonna see the whole picture. Oh shit! The whole apology. Oh shit! Put it up there. 4K. At Paul George. 4K, nigga. At Paul George. At PG13. At pay, Playoff P. Whatever the handle is. Send that. We need that. Streets need that. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, man. This has gotten so good. You feel so good, now, Josh? You feel good? You got enough chest, man? It's well, all right. I have, to, I have to put it up before oh, we continue. I would like you to put it up currently. I would like to see what it does in traffic while we record the podcast. And while Josh posts his um, Paul George apology on to the Twitter, to the Twitter <laughs> streams, open apology. This is a great way to open a pod. Welcome back, guys. This is Dad's Only Podcast. I'm your host, Ja, with my cohorts, my grimy crimeys, my partners in pod. It's been a minute, Mr. Oh My. Josh. And the tag is the incomparable. He always agitated, but now he lives in another state. And, you know, DMV's finest, allegedly. So we back now, man. Nobody guys. reps New York harder than a nigga who don't live in New York no more. Look at that Brooklyn Nets jacket he got on. Fuck the Nets. I'm not even a Nets fan, but I'm from Brooklyn, though, so you know the votes. Hate to see it. But we've been gone for a while, guys. Life happens. You know what I'm saying? We say this a lot to y'all, but mind your business. Um, NBA playoffs is a full swing. We missed so much. LeBron's eliminated. KD got bumped. James Harden didn't have a hamstring for two games. Kyrie got his ankle rolled by Giannis. The Knicks got waxed by Trey Young in the Hawks. Philly shit the bed against the Hawks. And it looks like we're heading towards Giannis making his first NBA Finals. And Chris Paul might make his first NBA Finals. So we have a lot going on in the league. But I would, we would have to start with the amazing performance by playoff P, Paul George, last night. So, the Clippers had their back up against the wall, down 3-1 to the Suns. They were in Phoenix. It had all the makings of the classic closeout game. But Paul George and Patrick Beverly, oh, my Pat Bev, Bobby Schmurda, a.k.a. Bodman, Reggie Jackson, pulled up and ev- not, not even eviscerated, I won't say eviscerated, but, but had a, a, a strong win yesterday against the Suns. Reggie Jackson is my number one candidate for players who need to be drug tested. I refuse to believe this is coming <laughs> from pure talent. That boy is on HGH, human growth hormones, Mike secret stuff. Something, because he been looking like an all NBA player for the last two rounds of the postseason. Um, um fellas, um, I'm sorry, but PG deactivated his Twitter. I don't know what's his name. Twitter? YG, I don't know. I don't know. It's YG Tracy. 
Oh, oh, okay. okay. So, React guys, how y'all feel about last night's game? Do you think that um? Do you think that the Clippers have a chance? Do you think the Suns are choking it away? What are some of your reactions to last night's game? Um, I just said not all at once. <laughs> now go. I got you. Um, I would definitely say this is the kind of game Paul George needed, just from you know his personality standpoint, just trying to get that confidence back instill him and instilled back in him, especially without Kawhi Leonard. But for me, it's just a concern of is the Suns too young outside of Chris Paul to close this series out? Because it's three one. We know Chris Paul's history with closing out series. And we have a team that's never been here before and just like one game away from the finals. So it's like, for me, I feel like the longer the series goes and drags out, it's in the Clippers' favor. Because even though they might not have the overall best talent, I guess, like you can say Paul George has been the best player on the court so far. But, you know, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Aiton. But the Clippers got more of the veterans. They know how to get it done. They know what it takes to pull it out. But I feel like, yeah, like I said, the longer the series goes, man, it's, it's, it's heading into Clipper territory. You know what I find really um, interesting about this series is that Chris Paul has, like, have, like, this huge, um, like, playoff cloud, it seems, around him. And so do the Clippers. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Clippers are like, who's more cursed than the Clippers? And for some reason, it feels like the Clippers are going to Chris Paul's curse might out Clippers to the Clippers curse. It's um, it's weird. Oh yeah, because at no point did I feel confident in him yesterday. In them yesterday, he's been playing bad for two straight games. Like if if no one really has said anything yet, I haven't watched like Sports Center or anything this morning. But he's been playing pretty bad, and if the if they lose this series. I think, like, the book is, like, written on him. Like, I know it feels already written, but, like, this shit is written and closed if they blow this series. CP? Yeah. His book is written oh, yeah. and closed if they blow this series. I was saying this yesterday, bro. If, he, if we blow this lead, son, if, if Chris Paul's curse is bigger than the Clippers' curse, he got to get Madame Zeroni on the phone, son. <laughs> because, like, nah. Because there's no way one person has this much bad luck. What over a whole franchise. I wonder what he did. He had to do something. Yeah, he owed somebody money. He did something in the past life. He 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 was smashing somebody, girl, something. Because there are just the powers that be don't want to see Chris Ball prosper. Nobody wanna see basketball. him win. They don't want to see that man win. It was just, yeah, it's kind of weird energy for me. Like, um I oh, know before, right before you finish, before you my bad, Josh, I didn't want to cut you up. I was this is what I was trying to think about. I found it. It's going to be that clip of him telling Rachel Nichols, don't bring up 3-1. I have bad history with that. It's going to be played on a loop for the history, for the rest of basketball history, if they lose this series. Yeah. That's what I wanted to say. Go ahead. My bad. Uh, and I feel like, like we talked earlier, you said it feels like he was just trying to make a moment for himself. And him trying to make a moment for himself um, multiple times, like in history has always backfired. Um, they went away from what works best. Aiden was dominating this whole series. And you just stop giving him the ball. 
I know you and Booker are the better players, but Aiden is a big part of your team being great. One hundred percent, and the reason, and the they, reason why you got so far. True, they, and it wasn't really running plays for him throughout. He was getting most of his shit off 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 the boards, just off a of hustle. But mm-hmm. the minute Zoo Box was out that game, the first like five plays should have been ran for Aiden. You should have had the. They should have had to put Boogie in because they needed to. Like it was like we need a bigger body, like. And with that said, Boogie Boogie played really well last night. Um, way better than I expected him to. Uh, but I can't see them going to Game Six and the Suns not exposing that Demarcus Cousins pick and roll. Yeah, and um, I think we we also got to give credit to um Reggie Jackson too. And I know um I saw a tweet yesterday that's kinda- he's the real hot nigga. <laughs> I, I saw a tweet that it's kind of funny because it's like people are gonna look back at this if the Clippers win and they were like, oh, but Peachy carried the team with their second best player, Reggie Jackson. But Reggie Jackson is actually putting out very historic numbers in the playoffs right now. Yeah, like he can't miss. Like he he's not missing from three. He's creating off the dribble like he hasn't before. And it's just um it's a testament to what he's been doing this postseason. And Ty Lue. Ty Lue's been making a lot of great adjustments as a coach. Yeah. Um, at, at some point, there needs to be an apology. Like, I know you gave me a PG apology, but there needs to be an apology tour by this podcast after some of the shit we said to start off the season. And Ty Lue would be at the top of my apology. Because, like, I kind of wrote him off as the guy who got to coach LeBron. And, like, yeah. people gave him credit for not being afraid of him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then he turned into one of the best, like, from game to game adjusters. Like, mm-hmm. Hey, he's he, to me like it's the sign of a, a good coach is to coach a mentally strong team because that's usually like a sign of the coach and they back been against the wall in every single round and they have it's swung back mentality. yes and they have it's swung back every round bro very and like I feel like Paul I feel like Ty Lu feels the, the the Suns are like on the ropes right now they're like one real hard punch away from like fucking this all up being out this series because eight eight in them not going to Aiden yesterday kind of shows like almost a panic to me. It's like they had nothing for him. There's legit nothing for him out there. The Clippers were more aggressive on the boards. Like every time the ball went up, it was five Clippers gang rebounding every time. And they they just they out thugged them yesterday. And listen, man, toughness travels. If I could be tougher than you every time we play, I got a good chance every time we play. Yeah, that shifts, yeah. That shifts the energy of the league, the series. It does. And we're talking, I mean, they still down um three two. But it's just the confidence in this team. Yeah. It's not this is not the same team I saw last year. No, it's no. not the same Paul George we saw last year. It's not the, the this is not the same team. Yeah, like you said, the same Paul George school. And Patrick Beverly has kind of been really he's been a guy on offense again. I don't know the last time again. I could say that. To court to- he was okay on offense before. To quote like, Russ, to quote Russ, Pat Bev be tricking y'all, but not this time. He's not tricking us, y'all. He he yeah, like, the ball. He he's but actually giving his corner threes. He's actually being a nuisance on defense instead of just being there, you know. Cause the last year or so, he wasn't, he was kind of just like just just there. He's just vibing on court, you know. Doing whatever, just out there I feel like bothering people. All the vets they got around Paul George, though, like all the guys they got around Paul George, they're all scrappy. They're, they're all, all tough scrappy. dudes because he's not. Yeah, like that allows Paul George to focus on playing the smooth game that he plays. Not really much any kind of with a strong demeanor to him. 
just really much smooth and quiet. And he lets the Reggie Jacksons, the Pat Bevs, the Boogies, all those guys could just wreck havoc. Yeah, yeah like just wreck havoc. Yeah, and just chill. So this is kind of the team that we should have seen last year where they didn't have as much bark in them. But Kawhi and Paul George, those are two guys, they're not really confrontational. Like, this is the team they needed. True. And I agree. That's um, I feel like the difference from last year. Random, random Patrick Beverly fact. Did y'all know Patrick Beverly was a star of Hoop Dreams too? Of like the sequel to Hoop Dreams? Like they followed him around Chicago when he was in high school. He's like the number one high school, one of the number one high school players in Chicago. And they followed his journey. That's I didn't know that. That That's is I know. Ain't that weird as shit? Yeah, shout out to my boy Tarek for giving me that information. No, see, that's that's the one thing I want to talk about. Like, for anybody out there who says they can bust, like, any NBA player's ass, like, the fact that Patrick Beverly was the number one in this town and he comes to the NBA, fact that in Chicago, they produce a lot of NBA talent. And if I'm not mistaken... They don't stay healthy, but they produce talent. I'm not mistaken, he averaged, like, 35 points a game in his high school senior season. Like, he, like, he was a bucket in high school. Like, you're not cooking the average NBA player. You're not cooking the below average NBA player because they are all... Mr. Basketball of their town somewhere of some year. My and if go- you were it, you're not going to do it. My go-to, I used to always say, if I could beat one NBA player in the bat one-on-one, it was Eric Snow. Then I realized Eric Snow was like a six, 6'4-point six, guard, and I'm 6'5", and my handle is really suspect, so I'll take that back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you a little kid, you look at basketball players like, I could do that. You can't. Y'all not doing the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Facts. You're playing a game. He's professionally amazing at this. Like, not even semi-pro. Like, there's a couple, like, there's a difference level between amateur, semi-pro, and professional, bro. So, thanks to that random Pat Bev set, you're not better than the average basketball player, PSA. All right. And let's keep, so let's keep the pod moving and let's stay on the conference finals. Right now, the Bucks have a 2-1 lead against the Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young was taken out by a referee. Um, who probably should never come back to the state of Atlanta. Like, the state of Georgia, it shouldn't, he should just avoid it. Oh, he's not got the Magic City no more? Oh, Magic City. No Lemon Pepper? No Lemon no pep- Peppers. None of that. Lou Williams guy, send him them shits. He can't come back to the city no more. Yeah. Um, nigga, ref fucked up. But no, in an all-serious note, the Bucks lead 2-1. Chris Middleton was the closer da- down the end of game three, which seems to be like the f- Bud has actually made an adjustment and taking the ball out of Giannis's hands like late in game and kind of made him more of a screener, roller, dunk spot kind of player, which he, should, which he is better suited for on offense. Um, the Bucks making the slight adjustment of taking Giannis off the ball primarily is oh, like goodness. the biggest, is the thing that the Sixers can't do. You know what I mean? It's like, it's the biggest difference between him and Ben Simmons is the fact that the Sixers kind of, real, the, the Bucks realize him off ball is better than him on ball at the end of the games because he can't shoot. You can get him in a motion, get him rolling to the basket, then things will happen. Giannis, like, I feel like this might be a tough take or whatever y'all can feel I'm going to say it. Like, I feel like if he's not already, he will go down as one of the best off-ball players of all time because this man on both sides of off the ball, like, he doesn't have to have his defensive presence known while guarding the ball handling. Like, his help yeah. defense... It's so crazy. He wanted a deploy off that. And his off-ball offense, like, screen and roll, all of these off-ball motion, like, offenses, like, the play that you can run for him, he's getting around 30 a game off that. 
Yeah. Like, this might be one of the most dominant off-ball guys ever. And then when he does have the ball, he's overpowering you and dunking on you. So. Question for y'all, though. Um, are, are the Bucks impressive to y'all? Like, this off this postseason? Have they impressed y'all? Um, Josh, no. Josh, you go first since you didn't know. You, your team played them directly, so you have, like, more of a... a take uh, on this. A take look directly at this team. Um... I'm not really impressed by their team. I'm impressed by Giannis um, to see how far he's come and to see him. He's really solidifying his um, all-time status this postseason if he finishes his, like this postseason off. Um, but as a team, I feel like um, they're very beatable. Yes. Um. And I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and because I'm a Nets fan, I'm not gonna sit here and give the excuses route because that's part of the game. Injuries are part of the game. Mm-hmm. So um they did what they had to do. They handled their business, but I'm not overly impressed until I maybe next year if they could beat us again. You know. Uh, yeah. I'm not impressed with Giannis. I'm more impressed with like I expect you expect this from Giannis. Like you know, he's going to be one of the most dominant niggas on the court. Mm-hmm. But I'm more impressed with Chris Middleton, even though, like, I know how you know he's he, like at fifty-fifty. He shows up every three games. No, but my thing is, I get that. I get that. Like, he's not his consistency could use some help, but it's been a pattern for like a few seasons now where he is the best closer on that team. Yes, yeah. I agree. Like, that. this is a pattern. Like, I've like. I've seen the Bucks, like the Chris Middleton and Giannis duo. Like I've seen this team, like Chris Middleton always hits the dagger on the Celtics. Like I've seen him hit like numerous daggers on the Celtics. Yeah. And like, he's always the one hitting the clutch shot last year. I think last season, two seasons ago, he hit like that half court buzzer beater to send us into OT. So like he's hitting all of these shots that like Giannis is setting him up to hit that shot. And he's the best shooter on the team. He's the most efficient shooter on the team. He's the guy that needs to be taking that shot. And you see it. He might not be consistent as a number two option, but as a closer, that's where it's consistently consistently lies for me in my eyes. Like he's the closer of the team. I'm impressed. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. I don't think because I think that him becoming the closer is more of a more of a byproduct of us realizing what Giannis isn't. You know what I mean? Because there's a point in time where we looked at Giannis in like the mold of KD, Braun. Kawhi, and he's really not. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's more like... And that's a not shack. a knock on Giannis. No, it's not. It's just like, he's such a unique player, we've never seen anything like him before. So we had to figure out what it... Giannis is probably, if we like, we would, we not, we're not old enough to like have like the definitive answer. I feel like Giannis is closer to what Wilt Chamberlain was back then, like to his peers and shit like that. Like just this all impressive physical specimen who like, he could have done everything, but was it best for him to do everything? Like, no. Giannis could bring the ball up court every play. You know what I mean? He could probably score and force a basket or force a foul every play and things like that. But we were using him wrong for so long. Like, him being, like, your second or third option as a ball handler is way better than him being your first option because his his – if you was to maximize Giannis, it would be someone throwing him a good post pass or someone catch him rolling to the basket. It wouldn't be him getting the ball 17 or 20 feet from the, from the basket, making a move and going. 
and he got he got three moves, and we've and seen them. To be fair, and we kind of seen that this postseason with them is not as consistent. That's why um like people have that question about Bud, like what are you doing? Because there's a lot of time in that net series where they was hitting the pick and roll with Giannis as the roller, but as soon as they went on that roll, the Nets will come back because they kind of forced their hand when they cut Giannis off as the roller. Then they just, oh, let's just go back to giving Giannis the ball at the top of the key. Yeah. And it's like those little adjustments right there from a coach, you can't let them throw you off the game plan like that. Bud is nobody is luckier or happier than um, Bud this offseason. This this postseason. He was he was a KD big toe away from not having a job right now or being or being a coach in um, Portland and or something like that. He's locked in for at least another two, three years. At least another two, three years. If they win the chip, he got five years easy. Yeah, he's not leaving until that contract is up. And so. with that, even with that, and he's not a bad coach, but I don't think he's the right coach for the team. I still don't think he's the right coach for the team. It, they could win a championship this year. And I think in the long term, it will hurt the team more than it will help the team because you are tricking yourself into thinking that this is a finished product. Like, all right, if the Bucs win the championship, they could, they could beat the Suns or, or Clippers. 4-1 in the finals, right? Are they, are they the favorite next year? No. Because nope. you got can, teams like Lakers, Warriors, Nets. Yeah, I can easily put three or four teams above them in my head. And they, they'll be the current, they'll be the, 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 the weight-in champions. Like, I would take a clip, if the Clippers had um, Kawhi and Paul George, I'd have them over the Bucks. Like, this Clippers team right now. Like, it's, they, I feel like um, Bud has reached his limit of what he can get out of Giannis. I think, but I do think there's one more level to what Giannis is as a player. I don't know exactly what that is, but Bud is too regimented. Bud only want to play Giannis 30 blank minutes a night, 37, 36. Giannis should be breaking 42 a night at this point. He should be. Prime of his career, 26 years old. And your, your, your minutes are supposed to go up in the postseason. It just is. The rotations get smaller. Yeah, you, you cut rotations in half and you play your best players more. And I honestly want to say the other reason why I say um this Bucks team is not I'm not overly impressed with them is because of how Drew Holiday's been playing this postseason. Oh, yeah, talk about a, a guy who's he's been called underrated for so long that he looking overrated now. Like um he's had a few games. I'm not gonna say like he played horrible the whole like every game was horrible, but especially in that net series when they needed him most, when it was just KD. Drew Holiday, what are you doing out there? Like, is a like stuff like that? Like, it's just certain intri- intricates of this team. It didn't fit. It didn't fit. It didn't look right. But they they made it through somehow. They fought through adversity. So I'm still gonna give them that credit of fighting through adversity. And I think it goes back to like this: the old adage that defense travels. If you a good defensive team, even if you have any struggles, if you're struggling your ass off. You're gonna get stops, and you gonna get stops in big moments. Sometimes you just are simply because that's who you are. You're a good yeah. defensive team. Like even look at look at Atlanta right now. Atlanta shouldn't be in the series with it. Like on like all things even, shouldn't be in the series with um the Bucks. But they're a good defensive team, and they know what they're supposed to be doing every time down court. Like you might get beat sometimes because Giannis is Giannis and Middleton will hit tough shots, but they never seem like they in bad position. So and just like to continue with the Eastern Conference Finals conversation, to move off the Bucks into Atlanta. It sucks that Trey got hurt. 
It sucks that DeAndre Hunter is hurt. It sucks that Bogdanovich isn't healthy right now. Mm-hmm. Because I do feel like this Atlanta team would be giving them a, a way bigger run for their money than um, they have been giving them um, currently. But this Atlanta team has, they have created a new blueprint to how to build around a player in his first year, his first contract. Because Trey didn't get paid yet. Trey is still, um, Trey's still in his rookie deal. So they went out there, like, like NFL teams do almost, and splurged on everything else around him because they know they got to pay him in the future. Like, no, nah, NFL teams are with, like, rookie quarterbacks. You yeah. get Russell Wilson, so you overspend on your defense because, like, I got him on the contract for three years like this. And the, the Bucks, not the Bucks, the Hawks did that. And early in the season, we judged them for it. We was like, oh, they went all in, blah, blah, blah. Like, this it not, turned this, out to work. It's not a championship team. It's not a finals team. Like, how, what kind of run this team going to make? And I don't know what Nate, what Nate McMillan said to Trey when Lloyd Pierce left, but whatever it was really dawned on him. I did hear one conversation was that Nate McMillan made Trey look at his teammates' faces when Trey took bad shots. Like, he showed him how the rest of the team reacts on court when Trey takes those 30 footers with 19 seconds left in the clock and things yeah. like that. And I think that that kind of let him be like, oh, shit, I am. I'm fucking up. And sometimes okay. you gotta, you got to put someone's worst moments in front of them to see how to fix it. Yeah. Uh, I think I just I want to give a big props to Nate McMillan. Like you said, like, yeah, as soon as Lloyd Pierce got fired, he turned his team around. They they was out of the playoffs and they ended up as a Still lottery bound until yeah. they got there. So they have, if I'm not mistaken, the Hawks have the best record since the All-Star break in the NBA. Yeah. And I think he he really gave each player on this team roles because Bogdanovich wasn't playing good uh-huh. in the beginning of the season until he um became head coach. And then John Collins also had his struggles and then he found his role and so stuff you, like that. So it sounds like the new coach gave this team structure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like, hey, this is what you do. This is your job. Don't go past this boundary. Mm-hmm. Don't do too much. And I feel like with all these guys, all the, all the vets on top of Trey, with Trey Young, like they hit their stride at the right time. Like Nate McMillan got them to hit their stride and playing right basketball at the right time. Isn't it kind of funny that Nate McMillan has kind of been a part of the two worst coach coaching situations in the NBA this season? He got fired from from Indiana, who went on to hire the worst coach probably in NBA. This team quit on him in four months. They were done with the board, the Nate Bjorken guy. Like done with him. Goes on to be Lloyd Pierce's assistant. Lloyd Pierce does such a shit job. He gets fired. He gets moved up. And now Nate McMillan is probably one of the most, the hottest coaches in the league. Um, if he was available right now, like how the coaching carousel was going on, all the top jobs would be available to him. He could have had, if Bud was to get fired, he'd have had Bud's job right now. There would have been, um, so just in, with that said, it's just crazy to see like, the highs and lows. Like he got fired from Indiana, replaced by the worst coach in the NBA, then went to Atlanta and became arguably the best coach. It's crazy, man. This dude like really did it. And even though that, that whole that firing was questionable, though, it was just like from the from the minute it happened, everybody's like, "That's weird." Nate McMillan him is the greatest sub. Like he's like the greatest substitute teacher of all time, son. Yeah. Like when the teacher go missing, absent, not here, gone. This man steps up. And he would ask transform a team for half a season, son. 
fam, if you are a head coach and your owner tells you, they'll put Nate McMillan on your staff. Don't do it, fam. Don't do Don't it. Don't do it. Your days are numbered. That's what he's telling you. Like, he's just trying to see what you're doing wrong to fix it. But I, I think he's found a, a um, permanent home. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Either a permanent home or he just rose his, uh, his stock all the way up. Yeah. Even though I don't think there'll be any more favorable jobs outside of this one, but his stock is up now. Pelicans. Yeah, that Pelicans job is pretty nice. Would you leave uh, the Hawks to go coach the Pelicans? They got two very good players. You just made you are in the ECF. And no, you have I, wouldn't, a chance I, to coach. I wouldn't I wouldn't leave. I wouldn't leave. Uh, you're right, you're right. Now you ECF. Like so, and not just that, they're in the East, and I don't know, maybe I'm wrong about this. They have the deepest roster in the East, in my personal opinion. They have 10 good basketball players on their roster. Like they do. They have like People don't even talk about Kevin Herter. That's a real ball player right there. They Not have a New Yorker. That's a New Yorker right there. Solomon yeah. like people like they they go nine, ten men strong. Don't they, like isn't DeAndre Hunter hurt? Or you don't yeah, that's what I'm saying. They Hunter's hurt. hurt. Like they 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 have a deep Sam Redder still he yeah. hasn't like he has all the potential in the world and he hasn't really played that much. I feel like with Cam Reddish, this will be the season, like this offseason will be the development for him because he has this structure in that team now. Like yeah. Nate McMillan's there. Like we had, we're going to develop you and find a role for you to fit on this team. Cam Reddish could end up being Atlanta's uh, Michael Porter Jr. Like, like just that, 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 that kind of piece. That's just like it's there. If it breaks out, it breaks out. If it don't, we still got a good team, regardless, with or without him. You know what I mean? And I and I kind of like um their backup center Onyeko and Yaku. Yeah, Onyeku. Yeah, announcing right, but he he brings a lot of energy. It's like yes, it's a full off between him and Clint Capella. Uh-huh. You're still getting that defensive activity from Inyaku. Yep, but and Atlanta is good. Like, but Atlanta is also in what I was also a weird place right now because you got to play Trey soon. So all these big deals that you've been giving people, all your young guys that have to be paid. There's gonna be decisions that have to be made. You know what I mean? So I'm like, paid this offseason, huh? John Collins got to get paid this offseason. John Collins got to get paid. Trey Young got to get paid. DeAndre Hunter going to have to get paid at some point. So that means one of these guys we really love on this team, or maybe two of them, will not be here. So Cam Reddish probably not going to end up. If, if Cam, say Cam blow up next year, then what do you do then? What do you do with the wing position? Kevin Hurd, it looks like the odd man out. Then what if the young guy, um, the, the young center keeps getting better? Do you want to keep playing Kent Capella all this money? When you have a young center right behind him who could give you probably 80% of his production. Yeah. You have a lot of, they in a good place to be, though. It's good to have these problems. A lot of teams have the problems like the Kings. That huh. your team is just the problem. But uh, everything is a problem. Everything about Atlanta is everything about Sacramento is a problem. So I agree with you. So everyone was wrong about Atlanta. Everybody. I don't know anybody on earth who had this um who had the, this being what happened, what goes on with the Hawks. Um, so we only have two series going on. So let's get to some of just the extra NBA scuttlebutt. It's one of my favorite words. Scuttlebutt. scuttlebutt. Is that really a word? It's a word, man. Scuttlebutt. Uh, <laughs> ben Simmons. Like, that name alone, there's 12,000 directions we could go when we talk about Ben Simmons. But, um... Two two questions. First, is his time in Philly over? Will Ben uh, Simmons play another game in a Sixers uniform? He'll play half a season. 
Okay. At most. He plays you, by by trade deadline, he'd be out of there. What do you think, Josh? I agree with Angel. I feel like they're gonna take their time to shop him because there's still like there's still value, not as much value, but he's young. There's still value. Some teams that want to take a gamble on him can take him. So I can see Philly taking their time to move him. But on the same time, like the same type of time, Philly fans are ruthless. Like that's notoriously about Philadelphia fans. They are ruthless. They're passionate. They're not accepting any basketball player who's going to willingly cost them the game, not in terms of defensively, but offensively. Like like the reluctance to shoot. I feel like I say this every time you come on the pod. That shit, like the fans are frustrated. They waited three, four years. Embiid sounds like he's frustrated. Doc doesn't know, like, what this guy, like, what his potential could really be. So I feel like the rain's on the wall in Philadelphia. Like, you got to write the ship and go somewhere else. In my personal opinion, I don't, think, I don't think it's possible for him to play another game as a sixer. After what Embiid said on that final game, after what Doc said on that final game, how do you ever walk back in the locker room and, like, even pretend to be cool with them? They both openly threw him under the bus in front of the national media. They gave the media exactly what they, what they wanted. Want. Exactly. They act, that's like a that's like a, a lob question. You, the media usually knows they're gonna rub, they're gonna dust that one off. Like, man, whatever. I'm not I'm not giving you that clip. You know what I mean? They had the time both, today. They both gave him the clip. They both blamed him like. Ben said, like, yeah. Embiid openly said, like, when Ben passed on that dunk, you know what I mean? Like, he called it out. Like, yeah, Ben passed on that dunk. And yeah, we got one free throw out of it. They asked your coach, do you think that's your fucking cornerstone max, player? Max player point guard can be a championship point guard. He's like, I can't answer that question for you right now. What? You're supposed to lie. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're supposed to lie if you don't believe it. That's how you know, like, that locker room. Smear campaign before yeah. the, the trade. It's over. I, like Danny Green also said something too. Danny Green said something about his personality and like his personality doesn't seem somebody like he's comfortable easy. Yeah, like he gets yeah. comfortable with what he's in his own skin. Like he's not trying to develop. I seen that quote. So he's I not think, trying to develop. He yeah. keeps his family around him. Like yeah, yeah, I've seen that one too. I seen like he's like he's like coddled by his family. I feel like that's part of the smear. Like I don't want to say a smearing. But in a sense, it is like that's like usually we see this with older superstars. Like before a superstar or a star gets traded, but like the smear campaign before this. I don't usually think the franchise that wants to trade you smears you. I think they smear you when you try to force your way out and shit like that. So I think that Philly is just being honest because this is kind of shit we heard Ben Simmons' whole career. Yeah. Like even at LSU, this was kind of a knock on him that he was, like, mad, like, lethargic and didn't really seem very passionate about things. And This is, like, a situation is like where, like, a relationship was, like, where your significant others say, yo, I'm going to change. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change. We're going to make this work. We're going we're gonna to get that ring. We're going to change to get the ring. Four years, Four later, years later, he's still averaging 11, 8, and 7. You still ain't shit. Like, he's still forgetting to pick you up from work. It's just weird. <laughs> Still doing all the things he's fucking up at. Ben Simmons is a piece of shit boyfriend, man. It's just weird. To <laughs> this that, um, that um, Dwight Howard is the only one that's Prote- defending him. Defending him. But doesn't that make sense? I don't want to say what I want. To- you talk about two of the most ornery players in NBA history. Of course, of course, Dwight is protecting him, bro. Of course, <laughs> Dwight. Prote- Who else would know would know what it is to be in this spot more than Dwight? It's just. It's just. Yeah, like Dwight was the only one that got that kind of level of like <laughs> smear. Like yeah. they, like they slandered Dwight Howard post post Orlando Magic. Bad timing for Dwight. Slander, 
It's been like 10 years now. Yeah, Dwight, just... Dwight know what it is. Never forget when he when, when he injured his tailbone. Internet had jokes for days about Dwight. Like he knows what it is to be on the wrong end of the of the, um, the internet. Uh, and <laughs> you know what's funny? Somebody, I, somebody who worked for the Ringer. I forget her name. It was um, one of the girls. I Dwight Howard. I don't know. I, I, I can't remember. It was it was a, it was an old quote, and she said it, and I, it, it never made nothing ever made more sense to me. Like oh yeah, that, it was it was Haley O'Shaughnessy. An analogy when she said yeah. Joel Embiid is a dog. And Ben Simmons is a cat. Yo, that shit makes so much sense to me when you look at those two people, bro. Ben Simmons is 100% a cat. He's moody. He don't want to be... He is like, you can touch me when I say you can touch me. It's like... But Embiid's a dog. He's lovable. He go hard all the time. He just Everyone loves him. It's like certain people love cats. Everybody loves dogs. <laughs> I want to touch up. Like, I know, like, a couple, like, a few podcasts ago, it must have been a while ago, we was talking about work ethic between Embiid and Ben Simmons, bro. Yeah. And I felt like Embiid, like, yeah, his personality and his work ethic, like, you know, his diet, whatever, he's still ready, like, as we've seen, he's still ready to go to a meniscus or not when it's go time. Yes, I was ben wrong about Simmons that one. I was wrong. Is, his work ethic is clear as day now that this man does not work on his jump shooting. I was the one who was pro-Ben Simmons saying, Ben Simmons plays with more heart, Ben Simmons cares more. We could play that back. I'll play it back. Don't worry, people. I'll 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 um I'll, I'll eat them myself. I definitely said that shit. And I was wrong. Cause at the time, Ben Simmons was doing everything off of effort. Everything he did was off of effort. I never seen someone fold like this. Ever. Even when LeBron shit against the Mavericks in 2011, it wasn't this bad. Like fact. your man's took five shots in seven fourth quarters. That is crazy. Yeah, and, and especially that it was just that one play that, like you said earlier, that you know, passing of the layup. He's well, not right. even a layup, not even a layup. This man is six, what, six nine, six ten, a dunk, six eight, whatever. And, and, guess who, dunk. and guess who was coming for the block? Trey, Trey Young. Young. Trey Young was coming across the paint, he and that's who it, could, you could tell from Matisse Thibault's face that he wasn't expecting. He was like, but he was ready. Fuck? Like yeah. he was gonna always be ready, but he was just like, whoa, like, why the fuck did you pass that? Well, that's Tobias Harris, right? Because he got fouled. Tobias like, yo. Yeah. What the fuck was that? That's going to be the lasting image for Ben Simmons in Philly. That's why he can't play there ever again, bro. He can't. Like, Philly fans don't forget shit like that. They will throw an entirely fully loaded hot dog with all the works, fucking sauerkraut, all that shit straight in his face. Yo, they, 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 come they on, don't man. Care. I'm a hot dog, man. They don't care. If, if Philly fans don't no. glizzy yet, Ben Simmons, man, that's crazy, son. Glizzy? Where's Shaq Glizzy from? Come Maryland. on, man. He's from Maryland. Oh, all right. I thought he was from Philly. I was trying to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> you see me get mad strong. Where Shock is he from? Nigga say he's from DC. What you trying to say, nigga? Like, what the whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I, thought, I thought I had one. I thought I had one. <laughs> but um, all right. So clearly, well, we all agree Ben Simmons won't be in Philly soon, sooner than later. Where do you think he ends up? Everybody give one, just one. We don't need to do the whole, we got shit to get to. If you had one spot that Ben Simmons was going to wind up in, where would it be? Shanghai. Shanghai, Shanghai Sharks. Wandong Tigers. <laughs> Me how? Me how? That's fucked up. That's fucked up. Motherfuckers saying Wandong Tigers. Um, that's got, a great question. I got an Asian joke. Y'all want to hear it? I'll bleep no. it out. No, no, no. How Asian, how Asian people make their kid pick their kids' names? Stop Asian hate. What they do? Somebody asked me what. 
Stop it. What? I had to do it. That whole huge thing. I'm like, yo. <laughs> that got it. That got to get clipped. Nigga, gonna use that as a drop. Shit. At least I'm uh, not the only one on this podcast that get canceled now. Good thing I edit the podcast. <laughs> oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> I got all ant worst moments in my laptop. There's gonna be more to come. Oh, most definitely. All right. So, when oh, you yeah, got team, let's be real. Let's be real. Do you really think you'll end up in China? Nah, that's 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 excessive. Um, Go back to Australia. But in the real sense. I think we was touching up on it early. I like the idea of Orlando. Yeah. And I think, like, the thought process over sending him to a bad team is just for him to get, to work out the kinks in his game. My my thing is, for Ben Simmons, he doesn't need a bad team to go to to work out the kinks. He needs a small market team to go to to work out the kinks. Like, he needs to go on a team with no national televised games, nobody under the microscope to watch you. Nobody cares because you could work on your game there. Markel falls before the injury. He was starting to get back in the rhythm in Orlando. Like, shit was starting to get back in the rhythm from a nigga who forgot how to shoot. Yeah. And so was, for a guy who refuses who to the, shoot. And he was the undisputed number one pick when he came out. Yeah. Markel Fultz. No one even argued with it. Yeah, that's a fact. So it's like, you have to go to a small market team where there's no national, no NBA TV games, no TNT, nothing. Just to play basketball. And Orlando... Not be criticized. Orlando will be a dope spot, too, because I heard that they're looking into bringing Penny in as the, as the head coach mm-hmm. for the Magic. And who better to teach you to be a big guard than our best, one of the best big guards? At least the second best big guard. Is that Magic? Yeah, Magic is the best. You know what I mean? Okay. So Penny is, I would say Penny is probably the second. And I mean big guard, I'm saying 6'5 and above type guards, you know? No love, to, no love for the big O? <laughs> 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 I'm just throwing names out there, man. Nigga play, that nigga played during civil rights, though. Better than CP, man. Don't, don't JK count as a big guard? Who? JK Who? don't count as a big guard? I said above 6'5". Six, 6'5 five. Six, five and above. Yeah. Jason, but he does, he's technically a big guard. 6'5 is big for a guard. His frame is big, though, right? Aki. Russ, too. Aki. Jason Kidd and, I'm going to get on a tangent, but Jason Kidd and Russ are very similar players. And athleticism build, all that type of shit. But, okay, so... It went Orlando. Josh, where's your um um see I'm going another route. Like I get the bad team thing, but I feel like Philly was gonna try to trade for people who could help them win now. So I mean this is a bad team, but you got a win now player, Fox. Going to the Kings. The Kings. So he really going to see I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good pickup. Ben... Sacramento's asked enough to nobody cares. You can hoop. Yeah, that's like a medium, small market. I know? mean, but they got another draft bus with them. Well, Ben Simmons not a draft bus, but they got Robert the Bagley. ultimate. They got the ultimate draft bus of the last couple years. Bagley, Bagley, absolutely. But he wants out. I don't think he's even. You know, his pops wants him out. Bagley hasn't said a word. His father's been doing all the talking. And that is another thing that we need to talk about. This generation of players, their parents are just like being their voices all the time. It's really weird. Y'all grown men. And like, I, yeah, I get that. Like, if you were a teenage athlete. Like, I get, like, Serena Williams, Venus Williams, like, their pops was there. Like, they're teenage girls type shit. Like, when you, these are grown-ass men now. You can make your own decision. And I get that you're a parent, you want you love your kid, blah, 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 blah. But, hoop up. Tomorrow so, Bagley, hoop the fuck up. I think, I think the Kings would be a good, a good spot for Ben, too. Yes. That fan base will love him. 
the and they got shooters. They got shooters out there for him. He just like, I mean, but Buddy don't want to be there either. Nobody wants to be there. Nobody. The entire roster wants to leave. Oh, nobody likes Luke Walton. Nobody likes Luke Walton's overrated coach. Like, yo, that's the perfect place to send Ben Ben Simmons. Luke Walton is white privilege. I keep saying it, bro. He has not been good at any stop that he has made, bro. The Lakers despised him. The Warriors, he coached a fucking Goliath. He came to the Kings and have shit the bed every year since he's been there. His players don't like him. I don't get it. I just don't get it. I don't get why he keep getting chances. I do get it, but I don't. You know what I mean? Like, stop letting this guy coach. There's mad good coaches waiting for a job. Hire Sam Cassell. When your father's a legend, you got connects with life, man. Dad had two good NBA seasons. Hey, man. Hey, when it comes to white basketball players, that is a legend amongst them. He is. He is. He is. A, he is. He is on Mount Caucus of white basketball players. Mount Caucus. He's on Mount Caucus. Him, Larry Bird, Rick Barry, Luca. Now, Luca, you they don't Dirk. count. Nah, I'm gonna do Dirk. They don't, they don't count, count foreigners, don't count, right? They don't count Europeans as um white in America. Yo, you know how crazy it is as white people, son. No offense to all the white listeners out there. How they got they white too? Yeah. I think John That's Stockton, crazy. John Stockton or Dave Cowens or one of them dudes would have to have the four spot on Mount Caucus. John Stockton and the niggas love John Stockton, bro. Yeah, John Stockton don't believe in, in COVID. <laughs> I don't think, John Stockton, I don't think anybody in Utah believes in fucking COVID, bro. Okay, so Josh said Sacramento, Ant said Orlando. I don't surprise nobody said Portland. I know we didn't get on. I was saving that one for you. Oh, my nigga, you know what I'm saying? But I really want to come to the Knicks, but you know what I'm saying? But (laughs) I do think that that... Fuck you, bitch. Me, ew. Ben Simmons to the Knicks? No, I meant they... Oh, Oh, I was about to say, ew, (laughs) nigga, don't do that. (laughs) Um, No, but it just makes the most sense, right? Don't it? It, I just feel like it's the most, like, ready-to-be-made today trade. Damon and B together, though. Philly would be nuts. To pass on Harden, well, to miss, to lose out on Harden and Dame in back-to-back off seasons, like they got, they got to take that whole front office out if that was to happen. You know what I mean? And I think the Harden, like, I'm not Elton Brand in there. That's Elton Brand, right? Yeah, and Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey is the president. Elton Brand's GM. Mm-hmm. But um, I do think that they were going to trade for Harden, but I think that the Houston GM was not fucking with Daryl at all and was like, I will not be giving you James Harden. And I think that's pretty much how that went down. Because if you know, Daryl Morey wanted James Harden. He's his favorite player ever. Like, that doesn't make any sense, you know? So, I think that's what happened. So, Port- I-, I would see Philly being extra aggressive to try to mm-hmm. get Dame. Because you would have to be Simmons, uh, Maxi, Bible probably, and as much number one picks they could give and pick swaps. I'd be going Fulton as well, man. I'm not going to lie. Maxi and Tybal. And Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, yeah, that's a clear centerpiece, so, you know, you only win off that. But I feel like the Tybal and the Maxi trade, like, them being involved in it, that helps. And I think think CJ will play well off of Ben Simmons. You know what I mean? I think if Dame goes, CJ goes. Oh, you think they're going to blow it up, blow it up? They have to. What what, what is CJ going to do by himself? You're right. I feel like... I feel like if you're gonna if you're gonna trade the best player on the team, trade the second best player because I agree. I agree. Start I fresh. Just blow it all up. Start all up. Because see, believe me, CJ can help a playoff team right now. This. And bro, imagine CJ on the Bucks. Look, I like you know me. I'm always on a campaign for niggas to Boston. Oh, right? CJ on Boston would be great. But who the fuck would y'all give up? 
No, he's talking about Dame. He's not talking about Zion. No, I'm talking about CJ. If we don't, if we don't do that. <laughs> no, Dame. No, whoa, 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 whoa. It'll be nice. It'll be nice. <laughs> but realistically, we can get CJ. I feel like something around Marcus Smart and no. extras. Black people don't fuck with the Celtics. Y'all but, just the IT. I get that. But CJ was also very open about his admiration for Udoka. Ooh, look at on you his, on his podcast. Together. Look at you putting pieces together. You know, on his podcast, he was talking highly about our new coach, former Brooklyn Nets assistant. You know. Oh, and I didn't so, get to think. I didn't get to um give congratulate you. Y'all gonna have me along courtside at all y'all games now. I would definitely be showing up to games. I would that's, definitely travel from Maryland to Boston to see me along. That's a win. A courtside. That's in a the win. TD Garden. That is a win. We don't. We don't deserve me along there, but I'm gonna take it. That's a blessing. Don't none of y'all crack ass fans call her a nigga neither. Cause we now I'll be there. I'll be there. I'll be there. Return boys in the hood in that motherfucker. I'll show up. You're not talking about nigga <laughs> like that, man. You're not gonna do that, son. <laughs> Straight up. But no, I think Philly and Portland, that one makes the most sense. And y'all saying that CJ would get traded next or should get traded next makes a lot of sense. I could see him helping tons of team. I thought she was talking about CJ for Boston, but I thought she was about Dame and I can see CJ to Boston happen a little CJ, bit. CJ, that's more realistic. Realistically. Dame um, is, oh, that's a pipe dream. I'd love to see it happen. Dame's but. a pipe dream for the whole NBA, bro. Yeah, so. The whole NBA. Everybody know they got to give up more than they're comfortable with right now to get Dame. Everybody. Everybody know it. Whatever you think you got to give up, give up one more piece. Would you give up your team's uh, assets for Dame? Oh, that's a good, this is a good segue for this. Um, All right. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's I would, the best way to put it. I would most, because, listen, nobody was a bigger R.J. Barrett fan than me over the last two years. I love That's RJ. Facts. I've heard you know it. I mean? I've seen it. RJ, I was so hyped we drafted quickly. Um, they had Obi. I don't care for Obi much. Sheesh. Draft picks, we got, we got, you got tons of them shits. Let's be real. We got mad draft picks. We got two in this, you got two in this draft. We got a few in the next draft. We got draft picks. So, all of those things are in theory going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Dame Lillard is good now. In real life, you know, and current life, yeah, present. This is a city that's been striving for a point guard for like 2003. We had Marbury for so what's that 17 16, years? 17 years, 16, 17 years. We have been looking for a point guard. God damn, this guy is the second best point guard in the league, undebatably at this point. Clutch made for big cities, and people keep saying, Dame, oh, yo, the NBA is new. Chris Paul's 36 in the finals. Like, about to be in the Eastern Conference, NBA finals. Born out his, his mind. LeBron damn near 40. What's Steph? Yeah. Steph, 32, 33. 33. Just had his best season KD's ever. KD's 32. KD's 32. Like, players play, players play better for longer, and Dame's a shooter. Shooting don't go nowhere. Yeah, my, you know yeah, my I mean? thing is, my thing is that whole, you know, getting old trope. Like, I know they play more basketball more than yeah. ever, like they did back in the day, but... The facilities, the health facilities, Medicine, the training staffs. Yeah, like, we in 2021, about to be 2022. Like, the longevity of basketball players has improved from previous eras. So, and I think a lot of Knicks fans are hesitant to do it because of what happened with Melo. But there's PTSD. two... Yeah, real PTSD. But there's two differences here. We wasn't set up to build a team after trading for Dame. After trading for Melo, the way we offered Dame. Even if we get Dame, we have a shit ton of money. We still got Randall. 
We still got Randall. We still already have a cornerstone piece. I'm not saying he is the cornerstone piece. We still he got is, Mitch. He's one of the corners. Mitch, you know what I'm saying? If we keep him. So you got yeah. a defensive anchor in theory. You have someone who was just second team All-NBA. You have a, who, someone who was first team All-NBA. You got two. You had two of the 10 best players this season. You would have, you'd be starting next season with. You got money going into the offseason. You got a, a great head coach that's building up. And you have real people up front who could pull strings now with mm-hmm. real connections in the NBA. It would just, it would be negligent for us to watch what the Nets did and be like, nah, I don't like that shit. You know what I mean? To see yeah. like develop younger guys, trade them. The fuck? I'm sorry. Like there's, there's like 12 dudes in the NBA who matter. And Dame's one of them. You know what I mean? And that's franchise changing. Yeah, like I love RJ. He's not that yet. Um, all them draft picks, I could care less about. Like I know people said, I know in the future, I'm like, damn, that turned into this, that turned into that. But I don't see us getting Dame, having Julius Randle, and having Tibbs, and those picks being worth shit in the future, in the next couple of years. I don't think we're gonna be a lottery team with with this kind of roster, especially with the money we got to still spend. Like I do think so. I get people's trepidation on spending all that shit for Dame, mm-hmm. but Dame is a different caliber star. Dame has been proven. Dame is like Chris Paul in that sense. They're winners, even though they keep losing. Like, you know, they're winning. They're winning players. They've proven to you over and over that I'm a winner. Just put me in a winning situation. Thanks. And like I said, man, I'll give, I'll give up the whole farm system for Dame, bro. I, would I love to keep one of those pieces? Sure, but I could find quickly again. There was two quickies in this draft. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be a few quickies in the next draft. I could find another R.J. Barrett. You're not getting another Dame Lillard. That shit happens every 10 years, it seems like now. As a fact. It's, it's not happening. Because even as great as Trey is, Trey's not Dame. And as great as Dame is, he's not Steph. There's levels to that shit. You know what I mean? And to have the closest thing to Steph, I'm not going to shit away that. And especially Dame's personality fits the city. And y'all know yeah. what I mean. Like, New York is going to embrace him in, in a heartbeat. Like, besides, besides KD, he might be New York's favorite player immediately. Like, He's going to adopt that persona. And, Especially the New York, the Knicks yeah. persona, I feel like he'll adopt exactly. that Exactly. The way Knicks fans are thirsty, are hungry for a player like that, we embrace him in a heartbeat. So, yes. I want, that was a long-winded response way of me saying, I will trade it all for Dave Miller. Like, straight up. Yeah, see, I, I would do the same. I feel like many teams out there are going to... Uh, most teams would. They're going to unload the back. I feel like that if that trade does happen, the team trading for Dame will be giving up a shit ton. Yeah. Like, and, and the teams that can get Dame are going to be very small because Portland is not going to trade him somewhere that he doesn't want to go. Yeah. Like, I, like I've been like, talking to Josh, I feel like, every time, like, on the side, man, like, Jalen Brown. Like, I know that's the piece. Yeah, that, that would have like, to be That's, a- like, the only piece that will be worth trading if we do get Dame. And I'm 50-50. Like I like the the Tatum, the Tatum Brown uh, duo, but we haven't had like a consistent great point guard in a minute. Like we've been we've been going through this carousel of point guards for the last couple of years, and I want some stability at that position. So yeah, and I think I think the thing that would like y'all should get if y'all gonna get Dame, y'all should like I, y'all should have to give Tatum. I'm mean, not Tatum. I mean Brown, of course, but I don't think. If y'all trade for Dame, y'all put yourself in legitimate win-now mode. Yeah. Like, and y'all kind of been in win-now mode for the last few years, even though Tatum and Brown are young. But I think if they said this season, yo, 
let's take a year off of trying to win right now. Like, yeah, we could compete and we could try to like make a push, but we don't got to sell everything. They, they still young enough to like draft some players, make some moves around and put together like a roster for the next five years. It's not like either one of these guys are old. They, I feel like Tatum been 19 for seven years and um, Brown's what? 25, 24. He got drafted the year before him. So 23, he 23, 22. Yeah, 23 and 24, respectively. Like, come on. Like, what's the rush? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I had Tatum, say, like, Julius Randle was 24 and played like this, and I had another player that was 23 and played like Brown, I wouldn't be as crazy about Dame. I'm like, because either way, I see a future. The Knicks, like, there is a, there's a future, but Dame solidifies it if you make that trade. Y'all got a future with or without Dame. Yeah, I feel like, especially I got the, the Danny Ainge PTSD of the the pseudo when now we still playing for the future. Like, there's no clear. There's no direction. Yeah, it's like, yeah, we could win now if we get lucky, but we aim for the future. And that's yeah. not the way I want the team to be ran, in my opinion. Like, you got to pick one, win now or future. There's a balance in, like, having young players in your core and, like, older players be the structure. But there needs to be a direction still. Like, Absolutely. like clearly the Knicks had old had vets and young guys this year, but the direction was clearly we're building. Like then there's teams like um Phoenix who had vets and young players, but they're in it right now. But if the vets fell off, you still have young players to build around. My Boston shit felt crazy. It was like, what are y'all doing? Like, y'all want to win now, y'all want young guys. Are you going to play the young guys? They had to trade fucking, um, what was the American History X center y'all had? Dude looked like a skinhead. Oh, Daniel Tice? They had to trade Daniel Tice just to play Robert Williams more minutes. It's like, they were like their own worst enemy at that sense. So, with all things said, with all that said, yes, Dame's worth it for most teams. Boston would be, Dame and Tatum would immediately become one of the best um, tandems in the league and i feel like we're learning that tandems are better than big threes not better but they they, they build they give you more um more depth big threes give you more um in case of injury kind of situations you know and yeah. it's up to who is up to whoever to choose which one's better but um i think Right now, I'm leaning towards the duo thing because you can just put so much good players around them. If the two, if the if the duo is good enough, you don't need the third guy. Like I think KD with Kyrie or Harden would have been enough. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. think I don't think that like the injuries of the other two makes them more necessity than the actual needing of the two. I think yeah. a healthy KD and a healthy Harden wash the Bucks. They wax them niggas. Same thing with Kyrie. They wax them. So like. You only bring him in for the injury support. Then they both get injured. And he's like, what the fuck? Now we really don't got nothing. But if you had some depth behind that, if, if that, instead of have maybe, maybe you don't have Harden, but you have Karis LeVert and Jared Allen, I think you still win that series. I do. I think that if Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, and who else y'all gave up was yeah, on. You. Yeah, if you still. That's if, the thing. It, well, I don't need to get this into the Nets. Debate. Well, hindsight is twenty twenty always, you know? Yeah, but it was just like it was a lot of injuries because even Dinwiddie got hurt. So it's like it's not like we gave up everything. We still had Dinwiddie and he yeah. got hurt. So real talk. That's what I'm saying. Like y'all um, Yeah, it it just shows that there's two philosophies in championship winning right now. 
and almost three if you count the Bucks, because like I don't think I would count either Bucks um player as a as a superstar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like besides besides Giannis, not even mm-hmm. like really a star. That's fair. Yeah. But um, I both got both made our cases with Dame. Yeah, man, Dame, please come to New York. You don't understand. I'm gonna get you some. Fon- I'm gonna get you some Fonto. I'm gonna make you a woo. I'm gonna bring you around all the woos. Um, um, I know where all the good grabber spots is. The grabber spots. I know where. That's your pitch. I know. I know where all the popping dice games in Flatbush go. Bro, he's playing in Manhattan, not Flatbush. But he could drive. He got a car. Why are he chilling in Brooklyn when he's playing for the Knicks? Because he's a better borough. I'm glad you said it. I'm from here. I don't care. The fuck? The fuck? But anyways, man. So, Dame, please. Fuck, 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 fuck with your boy. That was like, a recruitment letter for you, Dame. Shit, mm-hmm. I'm about to write me a recruitment letter. That shit going to be way better than your Paul George apology. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, oh, so, Dame Dalton Trailblazer. Okay, so. Next on this. I'm, I'll delete all this shit right here. Don't worry about it. Um, so, what y'all want to do? Recency, recency bias, Scotty versus the world, uh, Mavs chaos. Who I has the best? You got to touch on that, Scotty. Scotty? Yeah. Give us some low comedy after that. Scotty Pippen versus the world, guys, is going down. The big, no, the big nose behemoth known Sheesh. as Scotty Pippen. Has went, God, on, uh, has went on a motherfucking tirade. Hold on, y'all. My woman will speak to me. Hold on. All right. I got all the I got all the Scotty. Um, you got the quotes? Yeah. So my nigga, that's why I fuck with you, Josh. You doing real video, shit. And shit. Anyways, guys, Scotty Pippen. Some may call him the most disrespected Hall of Famer of all time. Some people may just say he's just fucking his bitch. But what we do know is he don't fuck with Michael Jordan and he don't fuck with Phil Jackson. And KD. And KD. It all started with Scottie Pippen doing a... I think he went on the Dan Patrick show. Dan Patrick show. And he had a few... No, he did a um, GQ interview. He did an interview with some publication. Forgive me for forgetting the publication at first. Where he had some... Mm, pointed opinions towards Kevin Durant. Those opinions ranged anywhere from KD lost the Nets this series by trying to do too much, which we all know is nonsense if you watch the series. And from all the way to LeBron would have found another way to win this series, which I also don't think is true. We all know Kevin Durant is the sharpest t- Twitter user in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So he went out there and just asked a question. This is a little question. Didn't Scotty not want to play in a game because his coach ran to play for a better shooter? Which he's talking about the infamous Tony Ku coach game winning three in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Where Scotty refused to come back into the game because Phil Jackson drew up the play for Tony Ku coach and not Scotty Pippen. Tony felt he, I mean, Scotty felt he was being disrespected after years and years of being the number two. Phil wouldn't give him a chance to be the number one. Ooh. Take what you take from that what you want. Scotty, um, Scotty Pippen, my bad. Let me just put the whole shit out there. Scotty yeah. then went to the Dan Patrick show, and those KDE points might have really bothered him. Because he went as far to say that decision to give Tony Kukoc the ball was not just wrong, 
but was racially motivated. Phil wanted the white man to hit the shot. You know Phil Jackson, the guy who won six championships with Michael Jordan, arguably the darkest skinned superstar in NBA history, and then Kobe and Shaq. Shaq, literally the biggest, blackest man to probably walk the face of the earth. <laughs> so I'm saying, Scotty said it was a racial thing. And then he said, Mike only passed Steve Kerr the ball for the cameras. He wanted to look good for the cameras. You know Michael Jordan, the guy who is known to be the most competitive person in history, and wants to win under all under any circumstances, pass the ball to win a game to, for the cameras. He also passed it to B.J. Armstrong before, but uh, I digress. Whatever, man. But I'm not really here to knock Scotty. I got like a different kind of angle that I want to take on this. I get it. I get why Scotty is so angry. I do. I like the dude became a running joke for like almost like his whole, the whole second half of his career. Like he retired and. People just treat him like he's um the guy yeah, who played, there. yeah the guy he played the guy who played with Mike like they don't even give him his own legacy or anything like that. I know it's hard to get out of Mike's shadow. Like if you in a like it's like it's like being in a, in a band with Michael Jackson. I don't I didn't know your name was Randy. I was looking at Michael, bro. You know, like it's, it's hard to shine next to the sun. <laughs> like it is, and I think Scotty has dealt with that. In really rough ways, I don't With think Damian that. Thirty years. Yeah, I don't think. I think it has been weighing heavily on heavily on him his whole career, just like his perception, how people view him, how people speak about the insecurities him. insecurities are starting to show. Yeah, and and then the last chance doc also highlighted. There you go, the last chance doc. I want to touch on that. I feel like that was the worst thing that happened to yeah. Scotty. Recently, I know, like recently, like we know about the future jokes, we know about everything. Easily, yeah, we know about that. Like that's personal shit. But I feel like in attacking his professional career, yeah, it was more painted him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like the depiction, the way they, they, the way they depicted him, they made him see sensitive. They made him seem insecure, which kind of insecure, you know. And my thing is that had to be straight from Jordan's perspective. Exactly. That's why all of this has come up. That's why he wrote the book so so soon after the movie. It's like, bro, you had final say on the movie. Yeah. None of of that gets put in there unless you want that in there. That's a narrative that you wanted to be created. Think about it. Steve Kerr got a like a better backstory than Scotty Bibbon. That he did. They I, made Scotty out to be jealous and insecure that entire series. Entire. Yeah. They show him in a positive light maybe twice. The only person that got it worse than Scotty was Jerry Cross. And R.I.P. Jerry Cross. <laughs> Shit. Maybe Horace Grant, too. I ain't gonna lie. Mike was like Mike wasn't very kind to his ex-teammates in that shit. And the fact he told, well, his version of it, he told his truth. Everybody was a footnote. Yeah. Everyone's a footnote in the story of Michael Jordan. And Scotty is. The one of the yes, one of the biggest one of the biggest footnotes out there is like this dude is a Hall of Fame NBA player, and we treat him like he's just this afterthought that played in Chicago the same time Michael Jordan played there. And um, his KD shit don't really bother me. Y'all know I'm a KD supporter, but KD got his post notifications on for anybody who just slammed. First and foremost, we know KD searches his name every morning on Twitter. He goes on Twitter every day, types in Kevin Durant, and sees what's said about him. I respect it, but you got time. Scotty's also selling a book. Nothing, nothing, nothing that he said there was criminal. But you know what I mean? The other thing um, that you forgot to mention is when he said LeBron is the only one to win without help. That was dumb. Um, That's dumb. And then even Stephen A, you know, the biggest mouthpiece on 
ESPN came back at him like, what are you talking about? Kyrie. And, and Scotty then goes on to say, sorry, I was talking about 2015. Scotty, they did not win in 2015. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But right. I think what Scotty was doing to KD is kind of what um always happened to him with Mike. He, I can't prove this. I feel like KD takes personal comparisons of him and LeBron. Because he clearly looks at LeBron as the as he, the mark, as the marker of like, this is how you know you've got there when you get to here. So KD takes when his name and LeBron is in the same sentence together, I feel like he takes that a little harder than I think he does get offended when he's like mentioned with Giannis and these niggas and like other people. Like he's like, yeah. these niggas not, then that's Me. not it. You know? So I think Scotty knew mentioning LeBron would poke KD. And he kind of just was saying whatever at that point. Because yeah. like it's just like, you know, when you want to hurt somebody's feelings, you go for the you go for the juggler. It's like what bothers him the most? I'm gonna talk about this. I'm gonna talk about that. So um yeah, I don't I don't take the KD shit seriously. I just think he was trying to sell a book and trying to hurt feelings. Because his feelings are hurt. The nigga been hurt for years so, straight now. So are you genuinely concerned for his mental well-being? Because this is kind of out of the blue. And we like he's been going through some shit that's in public. Yeah, his public, his public shit is really bad. Yeah, like his like his public personal life has been out there since 2015. Future fucking ruined it. And ever since then, Future. it went downhill. Scotty Pippen wake up every morning in a cold sweat, seeing pictures of future Malik Beasley in his head. You just jump that up. That nigga would never buy Gucci flip flops again. Just with mad sweat running down his nose, looking like a fucking like a pool. It's coming down. You know what I'm saying? Scotty just he had a rough few years, bro. His kids in college. His kids in college. All his friends listen to Future. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I just fucked your bitch in some Gucci flip flops. That's somebody's mother. Like that is his mother. You know somebody played that song while Scottie Pippen Jr. was walking into the stadium. You know he did. It, well, I would have done it. You know what I'm saying? He's about to be in the league. If he makes the league, you know, hopefully he does. He's going to be playing with Malik Beasley, who's like young in the league as well. Yeah. Like they're going to have significant time. Exactly. And both their careers pan out. Exactly. Well, well, Malik Beasley, rightfully so, went back to his family. He made like a whole Instagram post like a week ago talking about how I miss my family. I'm sorry for everything I did to embarrass y'all on here. He did it. He went through it. You know, he he went crazy for a little while and he realized that shit. Child support's expensive and now he won't go back home. So um, shout out to Malik Beasley for getting his family back, man. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I feel bad for Scotty more than I feel anything else. You know what I'm saying? I do. I feel like this is a guy who got the shit end of the stick for a long time. I feel like we're laughing now, but this is actually like a cry for help. Oh yeah, I know it's a pretty serious, serious <laughs> topic. It's a very serious topic here now, but it's funny yeah, you say check that. On him. It's funny you say that because I feel the same way about future music. It's fun now, but it's all it's just a cry for help. <laughs> like, it's on, all somebody. fun now, but that nigga has been crying out in pain for like ten years now. That's a fact. Yeah. Any, um, any say on this, Josh? I just think, but I just think it just gets worse when you start to say like, stupid shit ridiculous and stupid takes like yeah like he said like um the katie shit like i said is whatever you know you go and have people like that but the lebron winning by himself you totally you just doing to Kyrie and kevin love what people are doing to you with mike yep yep exactly so it's like bro, that's, that's human nature of the abuser the abuser yeah. becomes the abuser so it's like so. Ooh, nigga, and getting niggas mentals right now <laughs> you don't even realize that you're doing the same thing that people are doing 
to people who play with LeBron. And this is why it goes back to what Katie said. It's a toxic environment when you play with LeBron. Even though I know he shouldn't have said it, but yeah. it is the truth. Who did that? Yeah, Katie said Katie. a few years ago. Like he said it, he shouldn't have said it because it's just like, as a as a black man, you don't make no other black man sound like that. You know what I mean? No, like, but I, like know Katie, what, I know what Katie meant LeBron. though. Like no, when you I play with LeBron, meant, you have to play a certain way. But I know like, what he, he meant too. I know yeah, what he meant too. But it's like, you know what the what the media are gonna do with that quote. Yeah. It's just you know they're gonna pull that quote in a million different pieces. There's yeah. certain trigger words you don't tell the media, like anything toxic, anything with those with yeah. He was really just blaming the media. Like he wasn't blaming LeBron. He was just yeah, like no. what the media says when LeBron wins, it's LeBron one. But when, you know we the media now, right? No, we not. We're different. We coming to save, we coming to save the world. And Braun said he pressed Katie about that. Like he didn't say, like, I ran down on him, like bitch out, but he did say, like, yo, I went up to him. It's like, yo, how why would you say that publicly? Why do you feel that way? Where does that come from? You know what I mean? And as he should, you gotta pull up on someone if they cause and LeBron probably just saw the base quote and not mm-hmm. the whole thing. Yeah, of course. So it's That's just how like, it always happens. LeBron not gonna read the whole article and the thing gonna see like toxic. Y'all know LeBron. To work with. Y'all know LeBron only read the first page, bro. Y'all know that. Y'all know that, bro. If he not reading rap lyrics to get the words right, he ain't reading the whole article. Bro, LeBron been on the first page of the autobiography of Malcolm X for two years now, bro. <laughs> You know, uh, I, <laughs> he always doing that shit, son. That nigga always very, on the first page of a book. He's right. a smart man. He's a yeah. He Shout very, out to LeBron, yo. He had a do the same shit sometimes. <laughs> I bought really a book is. for no reason. I got, I got some shit, yo. Bron got some bad moments, bro. He do, he really do, bro. I know, Bron. But, but when you been, with the rolly on. But when you've been in the game as long as him, you gonna have some some bad moments. Like he got more wins than L's, though. That's the least you can say about the guy. Yeah. But. LeBron be doing some bullshit. You, know? you gotta understand, LeBron do like the typical dad fuck up style. This nigga thirty six. He do the typical pop fuck ups. Show up with like the same book, not knowing the words to pop smoke. Like it's, it happens, you know. Just stick to your lane, bro. Hey. <laughs> but um, all right, guys. So moving forward, uh, there's been a lot of disappointments in this postseason, from the injuries to the some of the refereeing to just some of the games like that fucking Suns Clippers game four was a fucking rock fight. Wasn't that but, reminiscent of the, the Bucks um, Nets game when it was yes, like 83-86? Shit was a rock fight, bro. But um, what's, the, what's the biggest disappointment this postseason? There's been so many. Which team, I would say, which team has disappointed you more than any other team? I think all three of us had different answers on this one. Um, two of us might have had the same. But um, I'm going to go first so I can say my answer first and it seems like y'all stole my answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be Philly, right? Philly, at, at first I wanted to say um, Utah, but Josh told me I'm stupid and no one ever really believed in Utah. And I was like, you're right. So then I moved off of that. So, But it had to be Philly. They, they had two All-NBA players going against a team with no all-stars. They were up in the series. They were up late in every game. They was, they was up 25 in game four, right? And somehow lost that game. 25 into the third. Yep. Then it's just like a, it's a, like a perfect storm of shit. Like <laughs> Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers. He just, 
fucking stared at the play and was like, I hope something changes. So now we like, I feel like the 08 Celtics, who are the most unlikable championship team of the last decade of the last like 20 years, is now like need more credit. Cause I feel like they won that chip despite Doc, not because of him at this point. Like he was like KG and them was like, nah, we ain't running that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, set a pick. I'm pull a shoot. Like that kind of stuff was said. Like they stopped listening to Doc after a while. Um Ben Simmons, like. Have we seen a, a, a faster drop in stock? Mm-hmm. And keep that word stock in mind. We'll be doing something within that realm our next segment. So I'm going to go Philly. I can't really. They should have dominated Atlanta. There was no reason for Atlanta to be to even still be here. We shouldn't be talking about them no more. It should be Bucks versus Philly. We should see Giannis versus Embiid. That should be what we're watching right now. But it's, unfortunately, Ben Simmons can't shoot and apparently can't dunk. won't shoot. So can't stop on stuff. That's my take. I'm going Philly. I'm going Philly. Uh, biggest disappointment. Biggest disappointment of the postseason. Of the postseason. Miami. Niggas forgot they was in the postseason. Mm. <laughs> I forgot they was even there. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm not. <laughs> I'm not there. gonna lie. You might have. I a forgot they was there, bro. You might have. A it was the first team out. They got swept, right? They did the finals last year. They got swept by the got Bucks. Swept. I get it. I get it. But, oh, but. They beat them last year. To double down your point, and they didn't trade Tyler Heroes, and they could have had James Harden. Like yep. that's the type of shit that I'm talking Tyler about. Tyler Hero, Jack Harlow, best friend, was the reason why <laughs> they couldn't get James Harden. Someone called Tyler Heroes um, Jack Harlow's drug mule. <laughs> he said he just carried drugs, for him. bro. Like Miami, I would say the biggest uh, postseason disappointment because. You faced the same team last year that got you into the finals. And your weakness, your, your, your strengths tack on to their weaknesses. Like, they're not a good three-point defending team. You guys shoot threes. That's what you live on. And you guys couldn't get it done, not even one game, as the defending Eastern Conference champs. So, in theory, automatically, you're the most disappointing team out there in, the, in this postseason. I argue with you there. Yep. Things ass. Well, I'm going with Philly. Um, just like Ja, like it's just a lot of it was a lot of mislapses going on there. Um, yeah. you had the Embiid going. Um, what did he went like 0 for 12 in the second half. You had that game, but he just couldn't hit anything. Fam, um, your center going 0 for 12 is and disgusting. Then, and then in that game, it was still close enough because Philly's that talented that he missed a under the basket layup. So is that debacle that happened? There's really bad moments for that team in that series, man. Um, real low. Like you said, they gave up um, a 26-point lead. lead. The game before that, they gave up an 18-point lead. Yeah, they're fucking up. They and it's just, up. it's just like stuff like that. This That series should have been over in five. Yep. And you have Seth Curry supposedly was the second best player on that team during that series. I don't know. That's, That's what I saw. That's what I saw. That should have never happened. No one can't tell me otherwise. Like, and that's no, that's not discrediting Seth Curry, but your team, he's supposed to be the fourth or fifth best player on that team. He's supposed to be a supplementary player to help your stars out. You know, he he even outperformed Tobias Harris, too. And I know a lot of people is not going to come at Tobias Harris, but he needs some responsibility in this, too. Yeah, the third piece. Oh, and... Like, just, just keep on the Philly point for a little bit. We got to throw a little bit of that salt on Daryl Morey, too, bro. Like, you had Mikel Bridges 
on the roster. He was a Philadelphia. No, that was him. That was him. Oh, that was two years ago. That was two years ago. You're right. Colangelo. That was Colangelo. Wasn't that Ellen Brand still too? That was Ellen Brand and Colangelo. Oh, one of them. Ellen Brand. Ellen Brand. Ellen Brand. This is on you, buddy. But it's just like there's a lot of mislapse, mislapses with yep. this team. And it, it's just weird to see. I don't know Doc is going to get the brunt of it because he he seems to really flop when he's in the better position all the time. I, I think Ben Simmons sucking as much as he did this year saved Doc Rivers. I think it did. It did. You know, <laughs> that, that gave him an out because Doc was like, yo. That's <laughs> cool what you said. <laughs> He said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought that was going somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Like, like Ben Simmons sucking as much as he, Ben Simmons sucking as much as he did saved us from slandering Rudy Gobert and Doc Rivers all offseason. Rudy Gobert should not be safe right now, bro. What happened to him was just horrible. Yeah, and that's why I think like even even though like the Lakers and Nets did not make the conference finals, I, I now don't want to like I, I keep saying this, I don't want to give the excuse. Because of injuries, you're still supposed to play through it because that's a part of the game. It's just that the Sixers were healthy. But my thing exactly. is... But eventually, injuries are going to... Like, when certain parts get injured, you can't help but give you a, a fucking... Some kind of, like, an asterisk. You lost your second... You lost your third best player, and your second best player was, like, 25% of himself. Anthony Davis and LeBron are the Lakers' offense and defense. Like, legitimately, those two are the entire team. Everything is built around those two. What the fuck? Like... You, I, they probably would beat Phoenix we, if we keep it in the buck. If they have both of them, you know what I'm saying. I feel so, like going back into like we're just sitting on the, the Philly, uh, the Philly team right now. Uh, this is like kind of what happens when you draft for best available instead of best fit. Uh-huh. Like now, you got guys who are talented, clear as day, talented as hell, but it doesn't it doesn't work. No matter how much you put around it, no matter how much personnel changes you do, front office on the court doesn't matter. The fit is not there. It don't fit. It don't fit. This is why Jimmy left. Yo, the thing is, they had too many smart basketball people around Philly to not like, because there's a fundamental problem with Simmons and Embiid. They occupy the same parts of the court to be effective. Mm -hmm. They just do. Ben Simmons is not at his best if he's not in that spot where Embiid posts up at. That's just where he's his best at. He can move around. He can, he could dart to the basket without having some six, seven foot, 300 pound monster in his way. And Joel Embiid too. He's better when everyone around him can shoot because now you can't double down on him. He can kick out. They just don't fit together. They don't. And even that, like, all right, even another example, Jimmy Butler couldn't shoot, but what Jimmy Butler could do is break down a defense with his handle, shoot mid ranges, get to the rim, like be aggressive. Even that, you already had this the dude next to to, to um, Embiid. You just had to be strong and trade Simmons. That's all it really was. Have a backbone. Because imagine what they would have got for Simmons if they traded him last year. How much would they have got for him if they had put him on a the market last year? They would have had Harden. Yeah, they would have had, like, they could have had whatever they wanted. They could have hit almost any team in the NBA and been like, yo, as long as it's not KD, Braun, those kinds of names. like The Hall they, of Fame is Hall of Famous. Yeah, you're good. Bro, if they called Brooklyn two years ago and be like, yo, for Kyrie, Ben Simmons for Kyrie, straight up. Don't, we don't got to talk about it. Just straight up, these two niggas. I think Brooklyn does that. Unless KD like, no, 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 no. I know that nigga's trash. I know he's trash. I know y'all think he's good, but he's not. That's a KD, that's a KD button away from being mm-hmm. an accepted trade. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. But the draft stock went down too low for Ben Simmons, man. It's mm-hmm. over. And let's um and we, I think we kind of I think we shit on Ben Simmons enough today. Like I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, leave you alone, Ben. But I try to be apologetic to my light-skinned brethren, but you use you use the word stock, so you let us right into our next segment. Stocks, they have rolled, they stocks, they rise, they fall. You know, we all got rich off stocks this year. Shout no, we all got a Robin Hood account. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to um <laughs> to, to, to to Reddit, to Reddit Wall Street. You know what I'm saying? Made a lot of people rich this year. GameStop and AMC. Not, not me, I. But people, but people, I sold AMC I sold too early. I fucked up. I seen the pictures, it's the screenshots of people's accounts. Niggas is up. But fuck that sold my AMC shares too early. With that said, draft stocks have been rising and falling. So we I want us all to give three. We're gonna give three of our risers and fallers. Let's do Rises first. We've been doing a lot of hating these last few seconds. There's been a lot of hate. I mean, it's hating sh- is fun, though. Like, on some, on some Dave Chappelle shit. You know, play a hated ball, man. I know. Hey, 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 hey. I know. But we're going to... That's the inspo today. We're going to um, leave with some love because we've been hating a lot. So, I guess you go around the table. What table? There's no table. Around the screen. Around, around the screen. Around the, from left to right. I'm going to start off. The number one person for me whose stock rose, like, maybe not rose who's the highest but whose stock rose the most during the postseason to me is deandre ayton deandre ayton went from a role player like a good role player with a budding a budding maybe star to like he's a star now he's a two-way star now and they have legit a big three to go forward and he's under contract for the next what four years on his rookie deal three years in his rookie deal no they get paid this offseason his, his class right him, Luca, and Trey get paid this year, yeah, next year. Luca and Trey. Yeah. Okay, no, but, but it's not. I don't think it's official until next year or something like that. Exactly. They don't. The money don't kick in until the year after. Mm-hmm. So, I think Aiden would be my number one um, um, stock riser. And what about you, Negro? Stock riser. You could, be, you could be negative. I know you a hater. I know hate is more. Yeah, more I mean, hate comes easy to you, boy. You know. But um, <laughs> now nah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to find somebody that's like I see rising. I don't want to give like the the obvious, but give the for obvious, me, bro. The I'm giving the obvious. I feel like I'm I'm gonna go with KD because the amount of nervousness. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Give us your answer. I'm, I'm gonna give you the answer. The this amount like Apple stock still going up. <laughs> my thing is the amount of paranoia. That I've seen from people like Josh. Oh yes, you are right, Aunt Josh. That's the amount of fucking the amount paranoid. of paranoia. How y'all turn this to me? <laughs> no, I'm not turning it to you. It's you. You represent the people who are paranoid about Kevin. I was. I Josh, was, you I are was one wrong. of twelve wrong. Nets fans in New York, so you're the one wow. we know. Sheesh. Okay. Oof. Listen, the paranoia <laughs> about the Achilles. You know, we all know about the Achilles injury, bro. I was. We all know the Achilles injury, like. The history behind that, most people don't come back from. Yeah. And this man came back, dropped in one of his most efficient seasons. His two best co like his best two co-stars went out. He still went head to head with Giannis. Like he showed that he could still hoop at a high efficient level. Like he's had he like he looked like he hasn't lost a set. If I could add on to what you're saying, because I kind of get what you're saying now. Because yeah. like I looked at it as more like his stock is already high. You know what I mean? How can it and get any higher? But it took a dip. In terms of what you just said, I get it because he always had this cloud around him. Like he needed teammate. He can't do it. KD's a, a follower of teammates. He needs this super team around him. He was just like, 
I don't need it, but that's the better way to play. I'm going to show y'all what I can do when I'm by myself now. And I think he showed even, out. Even in law, even while losing, a lot of his haters were silenced this year. Like, all right, I can't say shit no more about the guy. Like, he clearly can do it. He just was, he was on, like, so I get that. Like, his stock rose in, like, I guess, um, society's minds. People view him yeah. higher now. Not much statistical, but yeah. in terms of context. I get that. I get that. All right, Josh, so, you? Okay. All right, um, that's going in. You know, you got me. I was wrong. Y'all, y'all was the two to calm me down because I was a little yes. skeptical. I'm yes. like, I don't know. Yo, Katie go- took all them games Yo. off. This man was going crazy. I'm like, he's going to be fine. I wasn't actually. Remember, I flipped and y'all flipped and I was like, you should be concerned, but I should have yeah. been concerned about James Harden and Kyrie, not Katie. Yeah. Yep. You know what's so funny? In the early in the season, Josh was concerned and we wasn't. He's like, yo, you yeah. bugging this KD. But then he kept on missing games and we was like, yo, was like, you're yo. missing a lot of fucking games. And, and now I was, I was just like, yo, I'm good. I know what KD's going to do. Yeah. But before the season started, bro, them first two quarters before the season, Josh was like, I don't know, man. I got to see it. <laughs> I was nervous. I was nervous. I was. I'll give you that. I was in his house going like, crazy. Yo. I feel like we can all confidently say we got no worries about KD next season. I got no worries. Not worried about KD, though. The worries more about Kyrie and Harden. And even I'm not worried about Harden because he don't come in 100% shape next year. It's going to be stupid. Y'all going to wreck everybody. And that's about the Rendell NBA. That's why I want Dame. I want Dame. I'm sorry to bring it back to the Nets getting Dame. I want Dame because I know what Nets going to be next season, bro. I see it in my head. It's going to be a fucking juggernaut. Like straight up and down, it's going to be juggernaut performances from the Nets. So. My stock riser. Um, this is why I, I think people should buy, should buy stock in. Um, even though it's high, it's, it's, it's going up. Buy and hold on Trey Young. Oh, that's gonna be my number two. I'm a, I'm a cheat. No, no, no. All right, that's it. That's it. Trey Young. Trey Young. I was so wrong. I'm, I'm about to make another little apology on that. Everybody was, bro. even though Not just you. Even though I didn't say anything bad about Trey Young, Trey Young, I was so wrong about you. I didn't know you was like this. I would hate him. Um, well, I was you, wrong about Trey too. You've took the stock to another level. You became a villain in every city you played at, with the little celebrations, you doing the little shimmies. Everything about you, everything about your game is entertaining, except for the following thing. But I could, I could look past that because you're entertaining, Trey yeah. Young. You've took this Hawks team. You put them on your back sometimes. It's not you fully, but you put them on your back sometimes. Backpack, and backpack. You, and you've got it done. So this is a stock that is rising. No, he is not Steph. No, he is not Dane. But he is damn good. <laughs> <laughs> My boy went and hit Stephen A bag just now. He's like, he's not he, Steph. He's not Dane. But he's damn he's good. good. He's good but what he, you do. Like he... Trey Young, man, that's like, like I always been hitting up Ja, and we have a, a group chat. I've just been like, yo, Trey Young, every every game, every series, he's surprising. Like, I just count them out, and they just somehow just surprise me. So that is the stock that people should buy. Okay, so I guess it's my turn again, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna go long. I, I'm just gonna say Trey Young would be my second. He was, that was going to be my number two after DeAndre. It's going to be very, very hard. He's going to be number one, honestly, but we, we didn't even – Aiden was like an afterthought when the season started. Like, oh, he, he'll, he'll have fun playing with Chris Paul. He'll get a little better. Dude turned into like one of the – is there three better centers than him in the NBA? I will go Jokic and Bede, and then he's arguably number three at this point. This is the way he's playing. 
Better than Cat. He's more effective than Cat. That's a conversation on the day. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Conversation, whatever conversation, conversation. conversation, conversation. Yeah, that's a conversation. From conversation, the, but all I'm saying the fact that it's a conversation. The fact that it's a conversation now just shows how how much his stock rose. You know what I'm saying? Um, he might be four after him. He might be what, four. Sure, whatever. All I'm saying is he wasn't that high when the season started. He okay. was. You know what I'm saying? Um. So Trey would be my two. I'm not gonna go. Everything you said, I second that. I'm not even gonna go. But so I'm just gonna skip directly to my third. Um. And it was hard for me for a while because there's a few players I like. I honestly almost gave it to a coach, Ty Lue. Ty Lue, his stock rose crazy for me in this postseason as well. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, every series it seems like he's making an adjustment and got the team back in it. He's coaching a tough team. We spoke about that earlier. But it got to be Devin Booker. It just has to be. I don't know how I could not have him as on my, like, draft stock. Like, I know the last two games have been rough against on the Clippers. I will give the broken nose some some um, part of that. Because people saying it's just a broken nose. Like, have you ever had a sinus infection and try to move your head? You know what I mean? Hurts. When your sinus is hurt, moving your head's going to hurt. He broke his nose. I can only imagine the pain he's in every time he lifts his head up. So, jump shot and all that, yeah. Exactly. And just still getting hacked by fucking Pat Beverly entire series. Big ass be by my window. But, um... So Devin Booker, he would because he was masterful in that Lakers series, masterful. Like painting pictures. I know we forget because, like, like I said, we like such like creatures of the moment nowadays and shit. But he like that closeout game. Then he had like forty six or something like that. Like he was yeah. out of this world, bro. So Devin Booker, just in the way that he's kind of like slowed the game down, sees the game differently now. He creates for others. Um, this seems sustainable now. And now, like, even if Chris Paul leaves, like, for whatever reason, they got him and Aiden as a core just to build around. You know what I mean? They understand what they got to do now. So I'm going to go Devin Booker. And? Um, for my second, uh, I'm going to go Donovan Mitchell. And I say that okay. because he's better than the Utah Jazz, man. He doesn't deserve the Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz doesn't deserve him. Mitchell, come I, home, baby. You and Dame in the backcourt, baby. He's he, he's he's <laughs> like he's in my in my stock to buy, man. Because he's electric. Like I was never a big Donovan Mitchell fan. I always in the beginning when he first got there, I felt like he was just a part of a system. Me too. And like I felt like it was Quinn Snyder, the system, the defense, making him look good. Until I'm realizing, like I rock with Gobert, but this guy is pretty, pretty upper mid. He is like the highest level of Reggie gas you could ever purchase. Go beer is like when someone when you go got buy weed. I'm like, yo, what you got? Sour. Sour. What year is this? Yeah, I got sour. It's, it's like it's exotic, but is it? It's like buying the car. Go bear is like buying a car, and instead of repainting it, you just put wrap over it. <laughs> and like it looked nice, but you know that's bullshit under there. It's like when you put a, a, a brand new, like putting new laces and bad sneakers. Yes, it's like why? No, this is a road session. Yeah, we told you we hate this by night. We just we just hate this by default. Hey, 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 but hey, nonetheless, hey. Donovan Mitchell, bro, he deserved better than being stuck with the Mormons out there in Utah, bro. So he needs to find his way out of this, son. I think you sent me a report earlier today that said that um, Dwayne Wade is concerned that he wants to leave Utah. He's out of there. Yo, I don't think Dwayne yeah. Wade's. I don't think Dwayne Wade's concerned. I think Donovan Mitchell told him, "Nigga, I'm leaving." I'm like, I'm out, bro. Well, that's multiple situations of him in Utah. Um, remember, he said he wanted to play, and they lost game one against Memphis. That's what they, that's what they, that's what they say. They don't deserve him. 
he was upset about the Rudy Gobert thing last year. So it's just it's bound to happen. I'll tell y'all something right now. If this offseason ends and Dame Lillard or Donovan Mitchell's on New York Nick, talk to me differently next season, please and thank you. That's all I'm telling y'all niggas right now. <laughs> like, I respect the gangster. Um so, so Ant went, you we went Donovan, Josh is a yes second. I'm I'm done already. So y'all pick two young guys, you know, that's two. I think um, buy, you buying at high levels. I see that. I'm buying, we buying somebody low right here. I think I already know who I'm about to say. Bobby Schmurder, Reggie Jackson, man. Facts. Buying that stock. Bye, bye, bye. Is that a oh, all, it was at an all-time low before that's a, that's a penny stock for the season started. That was that a penny was, stock. That's Doge. When Doge was popping. That's that shit that um that's that, um, crypto right there. That's that shit Leo was selling in Wolf of Wall Street. That's penny uh, stocks. Reggie yeah, that's, Jackson. That's Grand Oakmont. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I know I touched on Reggie Jackson a little before in the pod, but this, what he's doing this postseason is not just, it's not just, oh, it's Reggie Jackson. Like, oh, that's the second message. No. This he's having legendary up, performances, bro. This man is putting up 20 each game when they needed him. He's a, he's a marksman out there at three. So, Drug test that nigga. Was I he, know. Was he right? He was right. He was right about Westbrook. He's better. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. All right. All right. Okay. All right. All right. It's a joke. We were okay. saying jokes. Let's okay. right, we hate it. We all, we all hate it today. Come on, so man. Nigga said he better. Westbrook, Westbrook he was jump through the screen at you. He, was about- he, he, <laughs> he deserved to start. Out the blue. He deserved to start. He may have been right. He may have been right. Because. He started? Yes. He might have started. He should maybe should have started. Um. Reggie Jackson, like I said, he's a marksman out there. He's taking the defense player of the year on ISOs and breaking them down. You feel me? So he's pro. He's like, PG, you go do your thing. I got you. I got you. So buy that stock right now before it gets too high. Yeah. Reggie looked at PG last night and said, look at me. Look at me. I am the captain now. <laughs> he learned the nigga from that video too, don't he? Right? Don't say it though. So, what do you think he goes after this? What, right, since the stock, since you buying stock into Reggie, what, what, what comes after this? I have a I have season's a, done. I have a real fear that we don't. The Knicks will offer him money. I have you a real. Know, fear I think Reggie Jackson starting job. I think no, 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 no. I think he's at the point of his career where he's now comfortable where he's at. Yeah. But I think he's like a Jeff Green ish player now. You know, like, oh, I know my role. Yeah, and he learned it. He's, he's figured it out now, and he's going to dominate in it. And now he's, yeah, he's going to be like that Jeff Green guy. Like, he's a role player, but he's a dangerous role player. Oh, you know will be a perfect landing spot for Reggie Jackson? I know we're not really talking about landing spots. Me too. But if one place could sign him, you know who could really use him right now? Dallas. Put that nigga on the Mavericks. Give KP some, give Luca somebody just to get hot. Like, yo, just carry us for four minutes, bro. I'll be back. Yeah, I'm just chilling right now. Like, my back, back hurt. Yeah, like, oh, y'all niggas. Porzingis is pretty heavy. You know, y'all niggas is all... Oh, y'all on um, my back. <laughs> yeah, like, Reggie, Reggie you, take it home. Reggie, can you carry some, please? Just just, just three minutes. That's all I need. All right, so can now... Can go to the folders? Um, and you give us three? Can you give us two? Oh, shit. Damn. My third one, my third riser, man... We do all rises or two rises and well, y'all can leave it at two rises. It goes, I was going, we can leave it here and just go to the, go to the falls now because mm-hmm. it don't really make a difference. You know what I'm saying? You know I'm ready to hate, man. I'm ready to hate. You know, y'all listen. Y'all have heard where my energy has been coming from all day, so y'all know who on top of my. All I'm saying is, 
All I'm saying is, for this episode, we got to clip the motherfucking player haters ball. That's the picture for the episode, son. Because we, yep. we did a lot of hate in this episode. Hated a lot. We hated a lot. Yeah, we on the first episode, episode back, we yeah. came back with negativity. Zero love, nigga. No love Facts. for nobody. So who's um, the fallers, man? Who's on the fall well, off? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this everyone's number one pick. Everyone's number one pick is Ben Simmons, right? No one's stock has fallen like Ben Simmons has fallen. You know, like in bingo, they give you like that one free spot. Yeah, we all got that's, that one free spot. That's 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 what we. Everybody cool with that? Ben Simmons, most, yep. most biggest stock falling. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So, sell, 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 sell. Give it away. <laughs> um, I would say next got to be Gobert, right? Yeah. I, I think like the falls are easier than the um than the 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 wins this year, just because like. Well, we go, see it. Gobert and Simmons, that shit was fucking. We we never bad. bought those stocks. We never bought the Gobert stocks though. Uh, but, I, I had some shares in there. But some people bought them. <laughs> some people bought them. It was like it was like NFTs for a little while. Like, I'm niggas. <laughs> I, 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 I'm niggas. I bought I bought some Gobert stocks, man. And uh, it's all right. So me and got me and got Gobert too. Who be your two, Josh? Um, I got a little bit more. You know, I'm hating. I've been hating all season long. <laughs> I'm not gonna hold you, even though they winning. I got Mike Boonoza. Um, I got him. Uh, I don't. I don't like the stock on him. I don't like what's happening with him this this postseason. Even though they're winning, it's just like I'm not liking the adjustments on the fly. It's not good at all. He's a regular season coach. Yeah. I wanna buds down there for me too. I wanna add Tyler Hero to that list. Shit, I forgot he played in the postseason because. Uh... The stock, the the hype around Tyler Hero, last bubble Tyler Hero, to non-bubble Tyler Hero, Doctor Jekyll, like Jekyll Hyde. You selling or you holding? I'm selling with the ease. I'll take the fraction of the price that I bought it and just give you my whatever money is left in there, because I think it's it's not in Miami. He's not going to flourish the way it is going to be in Miami. I feel like the whole team is pretty much it's it's it's, it's funky over there. There's something going over there that I don't know, like. They need a new piece. They need a refreshment. Yeah, it's something. And the fact I, that they didn't pull the trigger. You. I agree. It's something going on in Miami that we're not getting really any. Um... It's funky. Like, it's like, there's no level up from the last season run. And the last season run they had was, let's be fair, like, it was a good run, but it wasn't supposed to happen. Like, they wasn't supposed to make the finals. That wasn't supposed to be a thing. Mm-hmm. So, from this year, like, Tyler Hero is the main one that fell off the most in terms of stock. Like, Jimmy Butler, you know what you're getting. Bam, you can make Bam the case for him too, but I'll keep Bam. There's more upside in that. Yeah, Bam had a weird season, but not weird enough for him to be on this list for me yet. But Tali Hero is definitely the one for me that I would say, like, you could have got so much out of him for him, and now you're just pretty much stuck with him for another season or two until he gets it together. That's a fact. I would, so I'm, a, I'm with Josh. Bud would be my number three. I just, I think. I have I, 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 um, stated my frustrations with Mike Budenholzer a little earlier. And I had an honorable mention because I am full of hate. I had an honorable mention, man. I <laughs> Yo, know. Porzingis. Oh, yeah. KP, get him out of there. I forgot all about KP. Get him out of there. Get him out of there. Yeah. So. That's the only hit. This shit sells. Selling you selling out. Porzingis. Out. He's going to be outside the real KP. He's going to be outside of Killing Spazzo looking for a goddamn job Holding soon. up a sign like this. I think. I am seven three. I can reach high space. This one, we'll this one is not going to be real popular, but I'm I'm not selling yet. But I'm a little cautious on this stock. 
especially as the number one option, Julius Randle. Oh, I knew y'all was gonna come up. I thought about it. I thought about it. I thought about it. It's not. It's not like. It's not one of those stocks like Tyler Hero. Like I'm selling. I or, get it. You know. I get it. I'm man. just a little cautious. I'm. I'm a little keen now. I gotta pay attention to see. Uh, I know there's a first playoff run, but yeah. I gotta. I'm gonna sell one or two just to be safe. Yeah. You know, get some money. But, I bought some. Uh, I bought some low. I bought some low. Niggas was selling them. I bought some low. I got them in my back pocket just yeah. in case. You know what I'm saying? But I understand the sales. I understand the sales. I understand the sales. It was a bad first three games, man. Those first four games really was three, three and a half was really fucking bad, bro. Like it just hurt, hurt. Yeah, I'm unloading all the stocks today. Uh, get that Kemba stock out of there. If you guys sell that is, Kemba stock, is there still Kemba stock? <laughs> Penny stocks now. This nigga snuck the Kemba stock in. Yeah, he on OKC. He's not my problem no more. Do they even have stock market in OKC? Don't they just trade? Don't they trade corn or some shit like that? I mean, there's some. Uh, who who got stock <laughs> over there? Dork. Is there a Lou Dork stock? Is well, he Shea. a Raza? Shay, Shay, Shay. You know Shay got good stock, man. I Shay, Shay, Lou Dork. They got some stock over know. there. They got a lot of stock. They got picks. Yeah. That's their oh stock. yeah. I mean, we don't know what those picks are yet. This nigga. Um, what's their GM name again? Um, OKC dude. Damn, who the fuck they, um we all forget his name so fast. He's one of the best GMs in one of oh. the best GMs in the league. This thing, the this oh man. All I know him for is a fucking up oh, the big man. three. Anyways, oh. that nigga got so many. We always say his name. Yeah, he's gonna work there for forever until Sam Sam Presti. Sam Presti, yeah. Presti. Yeah, so he's gonna work there until he gets fired, until he quits and works at Boston. Remember I said that. Um he'll be out. he'll work for Sussex eventually. So that's a right. Stocks. I think we should do recency bias. I don't think we gotta do the best odds to win a championship. Well, we, we could do recency bias. Um, we do recency bias. I'm gonna remove the Mavs chaos thing. It feel like unnecessarily long. I feel like I, 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 I think we touched on a lot of disappointing shit. Yeah, exactly. So you can take out that disappointment of the season. Recency one. bias. Now we already talked about it though. Did that already? Yeah. And then so end it off with the best odds of NBA champs. Yeah, let's do the, the recency bias. <laughs> so it kind of correlates with the stocks rising and stocks falling. Growing up in like the first take FS1 generation, man, like recency bias is probably the thing that all of us are most plagued with because every night someone goes from a Hall of Famer to playing for the Shanghai Sharks, Sharks and vice versa. Or playing for their legacy. Exactly. Every night, someone playing for their legacy. It must. It feels like legacies are very fickle. Yeah. But um, so I would say, what are some of like we should point out some of the things that are, have become recency bias. Just like people have turned it into like, oh, because it's happening right now, it's the greatest ever. Or it's the biggest ever. And I would like to start with the whole the narrative last week before these two games against the Clippers. That Devin Booker was like Kobe reincarnated. Thank you, Stephen yeah. A. Smith. Um, he was a listen. I do see the similarities in style of play between Devin Booker and Kobe. They mid range assassins. They make tough shots. They're very efficient in their moves. They don't waste moves when they get in buckets. But like Kobe mastered. The mid-range, you know what I mean? He mastered it. He was like the best mid-range player I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. Devin Booker has had two and a half good rounds of playoff basketball. Can we slow down? You know what I mean? Like, I think crowning, we spoke about this a few times too. 
crowning these kids too early creates problems in the future. Mm-hmm. Like they're comparing Jason Tatum to Kobe. You know what he did? Went and worked out with Kobe and turned into like a nut for a whole season. He stopped seeing teammates. Stop. Everybody don't need the Kobe comp. Kobe was a very difficult player to understand for his fans, much less his like kids who mimic his game. So that's my recency bias um, problem. There is no next Kobe. I don't think we're, especially not right now. Let Devin Booker be Devin Booker. He's the best Devin Booker he can be. Yeah, I think that's a problem with um, sports, but NBA in general, like everything with the NBA, like. Needs to be compared. They need to be compared or need to be top 10 or top five after one good performance. Like you got to let stuff happen. Um, Trey Young, for example, a lot of people saying, um, well, I heard or I saw a lot of people on Twitter and people personally. In the um, chats, in the group chats. That Trey Young is a top 10 player if they go to the finals or, or whatnot, where he's a top five point guard. And it's like, let's slow down. Let's relax. Or Trey Young is the next Steph. Or he could be better than Steph because Steph didn't do this at 22 years old. Stop. Steph Book is almost done. Yeah. Trey Young, Book just started. Yeah. And Steph let's, already has one of the most impressive books in NBA history. Yeah, like, let's, let's relax with that. And it's more than just the Trey Young thing. Um, you have, I remember last year also with Jimmy Butler, and I I suffer from this too. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy's top them, five, he's top five in the NBA you know, now. That doesn't mean he's top ten just because he led a team to the finals. Stuff happens. Great teams are around players. Let's not let's not start to rush things like yeah. that. I think that like there, a lot of the recency bias problems we have is because. We um we simplify the game too much. We break it down. We break it down to playoffs and championships a little too much. Like playoffs is important, championships are important. But just there's no way because Jimmy Butler brought the heat to the finals, he's now a top 10 player. I can easily find 10 players I'd rather than him. Yeah. It wouldn't be hard. Like, like not even say that because he's a great player. You might be able to debate between seven to ten. You know what I mean? But like I feel for the most part that we all can agree Jimmy Butler's not a top 10 player. That's like, my, uh, my issue... Oh. No, guys, it's your turn, right? You got to do the recency bias thing. I, I was like, my, my, my thing about recency bias, I feel like people who are caught up with, with said, like, recency bias is, like, they are unable to, like, understand context and situations. Like, Re- some players are in better situations. For sure. Recency bias also has a lot to do with... um. Like a, uh, uh, like, 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 a, like a trivial understanding of the game. You know what yeah. I mean? It's and like, you can't see it deeper than what the surface value because Exactly. And then some people get caught up in current, like, production and potential. Mm-hmm. Like, some people, just because you have that one good game, like, oh, he could be this, doesn't mean they're going to give it to you consistently. Like, exactly. for, like not to touch up, we believe Ben Simmons enough as this whole episode, but, like, last season... Like, there's been, like, team, like, players that people I've talked to, like, Ben Simmons could be a top five player in this league, top ten player in this league. And it's like, we're getting caught up in the potential of what he could be mm-hmm. and the situation he's in. He's playing alongside another great player in Joel Embiid. Like, it's it's similar. Like, it, it makes things easier. Jimmy Butler had a great team, a great coach, a great GM. Everything top down was great, and they just fit him in there easily. So context don't really matter. Exactly. And another perfect example of, like, recency bias was um how how quickly 
we 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 moved off of the um I forget what I was gonna say. See, don't do uh, drugs, kids. <laughs> uh one of my recency, another one for me was in Chris Middleton. Um a couple months ago, even like a year ago, you could go back. People always slander Chris Middleton. Oh, he's not even all that, he's getting overpaid, this and that. Now he has a good game. Like he had like 38 um the other night. And people are like, oh, he's the best player on the team. Like it doesn't work like that. Yeah, exactly. It don't the needle don't move that fast. You don't just get to decide that that quickly. Like, has Giannis not won back-to-back MVPs, been the best player of the year? What the fuck are you talking about? And I get it. Like Chris Middleton is closing out the games. I get it. But just because he's closing out the games does not mean he's the best player. He's the best player on that team. He's the most effective player in the final stretch of the, of the game. Like, when Kobe and Shaq played in the Lakers, Shaq was the best player. Kobe closed games because his skill set required him to close games. You know what I mean? And it's just, it'd be stupid to make it, like, that simple. And I was, the thing I forgot I was going to say earlier was another perfect example of recency bias. They was telling me LaMelo Ball is a top, a top three under 25 player in the NBA this season. How, Sway? Do we not see the young players in the league? There's no way LaMelo is top, is top three. There's no way. Zion, Zion, Tatum, um, Devin Booker, fucking um, Donovan Mitchell. Like, how are you saying he better than these guys already? And this is not- I want to touch upon the fact of uh, what we was talking about earlier. I think we touched on it slightly, like what Kendrick Perkins said, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. This is on today's episode. Um, they're on the same level of superstar now. And that's the issue of recency oh, bias. Oh, oh, oh. I feel like it's like, John made a good point. It's these day-to-day analysts. Like, you know, they got to do it on a daily. Yeah. Analysts, daily reporting that you got to come up with a headline. You got to come up with yeah. something. They wake, so, up with a, they, they wake up knowing I need to have a strong take this morning. Right All or wrong. Them. Exactly. Right or wrong. Because who mastered it more than like Colin Cowher is a perfect example. Colin going to wake up every day say something that only he believes and then talk you to two hours into believing him. And so many people are so gullible, they end up believing him. Like, oh. So many people don't watch the games for themselves. They listen. Exactly. They they go to these guys. And, when, you know, how do you feel about the game? I can't. Everybody's perspective is different. But, yeah. but at the same time, like you said, the needle don't move that fast. Like, no, how is Paul George and Kawhi Leonard the same level of superstar when Paul George don't got two rings? He don't got the accolades. He's skilled, like he's skilled, very skilled, but that's accolades don't match. Anymore. Yeah, like Kawhi yeah. Leonard is just as skilled. With, but that's and accomplish more. The, and that's the problem with the NBA fan community. I feel NBA Twitter, NBA community in itself. Especially when you see, like, this is a part of recent bias. Like they they see when we argue who's better than who, people think they already automatically put the potential in there and skill and say, that's why they're better. But it's more than that. It's about consistency of what you give me. And like, you can't say LaMelo, like I get it, his potential yes, potential is high, but he's not a top three guy under 25. It's a fact. It's a fact. Like there's certain pillars when debating, like for recency bias, like you're right about consistency. I do factor in skill, but on the same time, it can't overshadow the accomplishments. Yeah, like, there's a lot of skilled basketball players that played in this league that haven't accomplished shit. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of great players that, like, even, like, the niggas that like, haven't won a damn thing. Like, like I was talking yesterday, Sean Marion never made a defensive team ever. And he's one of the greatest defenders of all time. Yeah. Right. You can't, like, so, accolades are, 
accolades along with media narrative create storylines and novice fans follow storylines. Like if you don't understand something, the easiest thing for you to do is follow follow the stories. Like, okay, what's going on? If I read this story, I'll get it. If I read that story, I'll get it. But the story don't tell the whole thing. Like if you read the storylines of the NBA the past three years, Giannis is the greatest player of all time who just keeps on failing right before he gets there. That's what the, that's what the stories would tell you. Like, yeah. But if you know basketball, it's like, is he top five in the NBA? Like, honestly, like, is there five? Do I, I know five guys I'd rather go to war with in a playoff series than him, you know? And then, so it's just, the narratives create so much of it that we, we, and we so concerned about casual fans. Like, if you ever watch any sport, sports aren't worried about the diehards. They worry about the casual fan. Because they want the casual, exactly. Want the casual fan to be able to understand and watch the game, and then I feel like it's more of a casual fan to understand their point, especially with the media narrative. Yeah, of course, of course. Like it's the it's the same reason why, um, like, just even the way we handle the media now. Like, we know people rather read salacious headlines than positive shit. So, think about the NBA compared to the NFL. You don't see NBA, NFL um, talking heads and people like that, different people in different spots, ever shit on an NFL player like that. They never really tear them apart and yeah, say these terrible things about Keyshawn them. Johnson out here wildin'. You don't ever, see these bro. guys do that. Only if they don't like them. Only yeah. if they don't like them. But, like, it's very it's very free, um, infrequent yeah. that it happens. That shit happened in basketball every single day. Every day somebody in basketball going school versus new school. I feel like NBA is the most ego driven sport out of the four major sports. Yeah, it's the most narrative driven sport, too. So they got to keep the narratives going. And ESPN and Sports Center and these places, they're 24 hour news outlets. So when when there isn't news, they will create news. Football, there's so much shit going on. It happens once a week. You don't got to create nothing. It all happens. You'll see it. You know what I mean? Basketball, these dudes is making up headlines like. Remember for two years, every ESPN analyst was a motherfucking um was a was a psychiatrist and was breaking down Kevin Durant's mental state. Like, oh, he's this, he's that. How the fuck? Because he just because he answers people on Twitter. Come yeah. on, like the Kyrie Irving. Like now, everybody's social justice. Uh, you know, what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, like, come on, son. The narratives of the game. Think about it. even the narrative of Kyrie. If if someone chose. If a, if a media outlet chose to be pro Kyrie, we would view Kyrie the way niggas was viewing Jim Brown and them dudes back in the day. But the media doesn't want to do that for him. So we view him as some kind of just hard headed. And I don't agree with every move Kyrie make, but a media. A, a He's not as bad as they make yes, him out to be. A narrative being built around him positively would change so much. He about, had a kid and he went to a sister's birthday party this season and they crucified him for it. It's a fact, bro. Like Kyrie is, that's just a perfect another example of the narratives. But that's what I'm saying, guys. Let's just try to stay away from the recency bias because the game is way more uh, advanced than just recency bias. And we're finally here. Our final, our final um, topic of the day. And it's easy. Cut and dry. We in, we get in and out fast. Who left of the four teams is your favorite to win the finals? What, who has the best odds to you guys? And you can go first because we started with me and Josh a few times. The Bucks. I don't want to say because I don't even want to see them win. Yeah, I think I, 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 feel I don't the same way. Is it fair? Like I don't want to see anybody kind of win this one. If anything, I want the Suns to get it because Chris Paul kind of deserve it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, not kind of. He actually doesn't really deserve it. 
But I don't want to see Giannis. I feel like he's been hand-fed everything since he got into the league, and I don't want to see this man get a chip. Not to be a hater, I feel like I've been hating all episode, but nah. I don't want to see Trey Young get it. So I'm going... Best odds got the bucks though. When we put the, when we put the odds out, the, the put the art out for this episode, I'm gonna put all three of our heads on the haters from the haters ball. Don't worry. Thank God, I need, that's what I want. I'm gonna be buck. I'm gonna be buck nasty though. <laughs> I want to be Patrice O'Neal, man. That's my I guy. I think um, I got the bucks, but I'm not um, I'm not like upset at the bucks. Like I'm actually rooting for Giannis yeah. because I'm not, you don't got my vote. I'm not upset at the bucks either. Uh, I'm just upset at a coach like Bud winning it. Yes. But Giannis, I actually. I don't oppose to Giannis winning it because 26, I want to see a guy like him have a chance at being a top five player. Yeah. That's fair. That's and I, fair. I respect the fact that he stayed in Milwaukee. I do. Like, yeah. I know, I know, like, I don't knock anyone who leaves, but I do respect the fact that he took on the challenge. Yeah, like him winning, possibly winning this chip and finals MVP is going to add to his resume something elite. Something elite. At 26, two MVPs, a defensive player of the year. He still got like another 10 years in the tank. Yeah, you so, you feel me? So like I'm I'm rooting for that in history. Um I'm also but I'm I'm also rooting for the Suns like Devin Booker, but my my vote goes to the Bucks. Yeah. yeah. The Suns before these last two games against the Clippers, the Suns were my um favorite to win the championship. But they have a look like shell shock these last two games. Like they look like they don't know how to close. They do. Chris Paul is looking like he's a he, like he's afraid. I, I've, I've never said this about Chris Paul before, but these last like he looked bad yesterday. Like he was missing everything he usually makes. All those little mid range pull ups that usually rattle through off the rim into like missing all of them. Chris Paul is looking like he's trying not to fuck up. Yes, he looked like he's in his own head. So with that said, after watching that, the Bucks are also my favorites. Simply because they have the best player left in the, in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the most time together of any team left, like just a building together. Like I know Drew is new, but for, the most, but for the most part, they have the continuity. Um, like I always say, defense travels. They have a great defensive team. And don't forget, they're the most healthiest team left. Healthiest team. And health well, is them, usually... Them and wealth. Yeah, like health is very important. We know that, so... The Bucks pretty much check all my marks. I, I'm not gonna be super impressed with the champion this year. I cannot lie. I won't take nothing away from the Bucks, but I can't act like I didn't watch what happened this postseason. You know what I mean? I can't act like I didn't see the Nets go down. I didn't see Anthony Davis go down. I didn't see. Um, then right after the, the Nets get hurt, Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter is out. Bogdanovich is out for this series. Like I can't say I didn't have a a semi-easy route there. You did it. You still got to play the games and win the games. So, of course, you get the credit for it. But I'm looking at the season with a little bit, eh. So, that's it. We all picked the Bucks, and that will be it for this the latest episode, this week's episode. We will definitely be back with another episode this week. We will record another episode for the people. We're going to feed the streets. But let me get back into my bag, get the sign-off going. Thank you guys for joining us. Huh? Oh, yeah. Thanks, Josh. I see what you was doing there. My nigga Josh. Boom, 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 boom. Yo, dead ass only people. Do not get too attached to the name because I know after 35 episodes, it may seem weird, but we are currently in process of changing the podcast name. We need to get a little different vibe up in here. You know, LLC gang. 
LLC gang. You already know the people out there We're trying to get it. for real this time, guys. Exactly, man. You know, you know what I'm saying? We gotta go. For real. So we're gonna rebrand this thing, find a, a name that works for us. But until Drop then, a roll out, we got y'all, man. Exactly. Until then, still look up the Dad's Only Podcast. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, at your mom house, coming through her speakers, all of that. Where your mom's at? Where your mom's at? Where your mom's at? But anyways, y'all, thanks for joining us. I am your host, Ja, joined again by my Grammy Crimes, my partners in power, my cohorts, Mr. Oh My. Josh. And the tagless, the incomparable, always agitated, and now in a new state. Yes. And. Maybe he's finest, man. You know we out here, dog. Bow. From Bushwick. Bow. Later, guys. <laughs>